guys, it's Cleveland Moto Podcast number 38777. Oh, good out. Very good quality out. And boy, I'll tell you, Dan, still tastes like a fucking PBR. <laughs> I was just looking for one. So oh, that God. came from, you traveled this yeah. across it, state it lines. came direct from Wisconsin. Guaranteed made in Milwaukee. Fucking bootlegger, you. <laughs> no tax stamp on this. Tastes better. Yep. Not giving Mike DeWine any of my money, right? Uh, so here we go. Episode number 387. Um, to my left. Oh, from the hinterlands. Diano. Yeah. Diano, we are going to have to have a little bit of help to understand where Isn't exactly. Isn't just a, a fancy way of pronouncing Dino? No, it's eccentric Sicilian father who I think That's had a few too many yeah. at the time. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And where do you come from? Originally Nebraska, which is the bone I had to pick. <laughs> Um, <laughs> First time on the podcast. But now Maine. Bringing yeah, out Maine his for bone. a long time. What years. city in Maine? Uh, I live in Hollowell. How do you spell that? H-A-L-L-O-W-E-L-L. Wow, man. So you got all of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's funny is I had to send, a, a, I had to send a letter to Maine the other day, and I had an internal argument, an internal dialogue with my own self, because I didn't believe that the two-letter abbreviation for Maine was M-E. We have a lot of M states. And so I just didn't believe that Maine could possibly be M-E. But then I thought M-N was Minnesota. It's yep. taken. And I went through the whole list and I was, re- I was just, but the letter I was sending was so fucking important. Not that anything important ever had to go to Maine. Mm-hmm. However. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's Maine. They move at a certain pace. And, but I just fucking wrote out Maine. I just, I was taking no fucking chances at all for Maine. So, yeah. Well, okay. Well, there you go, Maine. So, we're putting what is, it up. Uh, what is your town known for? Oh, boy. Uh, it's a former granite town, and okay. now it's uh, the place where all the lawyers and doctors live that don't want to live in Augusta. Oh, okay. I was going to say, capital. you're a suburb of Augusta. Yeah, right? well, it's its own little city, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't like to say suburb of Augusta, but yeah. Oh, that's funny, too. But you are, but the funny thing about that is, you know, and where you are in particular are you a lawyer or a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I am neither. I'm, I'm a recovered politician, though. He's poor. You're a recovered oh, politician. I'm nice. a recovered politician. I actually am a state worker. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yep. Well, the funny thing about, like he says, he doesn't want to be called a suburb of Augusta. <laughs> but if we're pulling it up, if we're going to split fucking hairs, you're only 4,000 feet away. Yeah, well, Augusta <laughs> was originally Hollowell, and they split off because they didn't like us. So really in the 1700s. Oh, yeah. that's some shit right there. You, you know what they say about state workers? They're like civil war cannons. They don't work and you can't fire them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Oh uh, man. But aren't you a city worker, Joe? Yeah. Well, that's how I know so, that. That's that's how it, all, it all rolls downhill, right? <laughs> Federal, state, city. There if you, you are one, you're allowed to use the terminology. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what do they used to say? What's, what's yellow and sleep seven? An ODOT truck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's good. And to his immediate left. Uh, Steve Sleepy. And to his immediate left. Dan Crocky. Well, what are you opening up over there, Dan? It's the Little Wang. That is a Little Wang. I mean, little, a little... little is it a Little Wang? Wang? Wang no. Premium Chinese liquor. Is it Chinese or Japanese? Chinese. It's Chinese. So you do want... I mean... It's probably collecting data. Am I allowed to say Chinese, Japanese, look at these? No. I mean, you can. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. As All long right. as you don't do the eye thing, I think it's okay. And to his yeah. immediate left? 
Johnny Mac. Okay, so now we've got the roll call. Now I need to make my first racist statement of the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's not going to help your Judge Judy thing. It's not going to help my no, people's no, court. No, I'm going to get another one star for this. <laughs> I was under the impression that when you're dealing with Chinese, Japanese, etc., you kind of avoid the letter L. Just, let me, uh, I just want to like, put it on my finger. That's all. Just, like, because wouldn't hmm? little Lang just end up being... Riddle Wang? I mean, or Whittle Wang? I mean, I don't know, but... Uh, right. Okay. All right. I'd like the record to show I abstained from this part of the discussion. It's a good move. It's a good move. Right now, I'm in trouble. I'm in fucking hot water. I've been called out for being a racist due to my, my triumphant success on the people's court. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm here so, for that one. I just wish that somebody was here to defend Oh, that them. smells good. I just I put it on my tongue. It's actually it's pretty it good. It smells That's really bad. good. It's like sorghum liquor. I was going to say, is it a plum or is it a... No, it's definitely sorghum for sure. It's got flavor. That's not bad at all. I let it touch a taste bud. That's all I did. (laughs) I like a Whittle Wang. International (laughs) grocery store that has its own little liquor department. There are bottles from... Of this kind of liquor that are like $200 a bottle. Whoa. Now, this is clearly the hip pocket bus stop version. <laughs> anybody who's anybody who's ever spent any time in Germany yeah. knows that Jägermeister comes in bottles you can secrete anywhere and get on or off of public transportation yeah. or in and out of prison yeah. or whatever with Jägermeister bottles because Jägermeister has mastered the bus stop bar tab. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. And this is, that bottle is so cool because it's got like the offset filler. So, you know, you can pour like it out oil. slow. It, it does looks, look like a good yeah, oil like bottle. Yeah, oil bottle. Pour it out slower, pour it out fast. Yeah. It's really interesting. I've never tasted anything. Before. Is there a slight licorice to it maybe? At the end? Maybe. Yep. But there's a good sweetness in the middle of it too. And is it about 45 or 50% alcohol? 45% alcohol. Okay, all right. 90 so proof. 90 proof, you know, it's fair. Oh, yeah. Spirits right. distilled from grains. Yeah, that's, there's nothing bad about this at all. You could hide so many things. I mean, you... I, sorry, I, I went know, Cosby what, there what for a second. What would you mix it with, though? Like, it's not really a mixing booze. No, no, it's fine just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. totally fine the way it is. It's a good sipper. Yeah. I like it. I mean... Okay, so what did that cost you not in China? That was like... Or $20 yeah, fair enough. Just wow. a little right. Too, yeah. that's a, that's Too a, much, but it's a novelty. That's a $20 right. a fun nip, thing. and I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Another $20 How? nip. Whoa, okay. <laughs> I said I didn't mean it in a bad way. Uh, that's exactly it. <laughs> Fucking, we got demonetized for everything. Oh, Holy wait shit. a second. Orange Hello. Wait a second. For Orange Hello only? They're, is that from a whole line of stuff that I saw up in Wisconsin? Really? And that's Hotel Tango, right? Yeah, that's Hotel Tango. So that is our our friends that do the military inspired uh, packaging mm. of their liquors and liqueurs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of limoncello, orangello. Yeah, right. I like it. So this is going to be the test. So that's uh, 35, uh, 35 percentages and seventy ABVs. I can see from here. So that's pretty good. And that's another one of those that's another one of those containers that just like the bottle of Stroh yeah. is the um, bravest hip flask ever. Yeah. 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 If you're if you're putting that shit in Any, your back pocket. Anything can be a hip flask if, if you're brave, brave enough. enough. <laughs> hey, tell tell the folks about that while I'm gonna go get something else. Yeah, so what 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 is it? I guess it's like lemon cello. It says orange cello, high standard issue. 
serve with honor, pour with purpose. Get honor and stay honor. Distilled with discipline, fit to serve, made to share. Nice. That's pretty interesting. Serve over ice and common ground. It is corked. Oh, nice. Oh, it squeaks out. It's a squeaky bottle. And, and I would like to stay as a guest that can see over the top of Dan towards the refrigerator. And the number of liquor bottles on top of the refrigerator have not been overstated. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, in fact, we had to start... Um, we had to start pulling bottles off the top of the refrigerator because, um, as you can see, I've got two coffee urns up there because yep. I like my coffee. And so I've got two percolators set up there for volume of some coffee. Like, we have to do a lot of coffee. I like percolated coffee, and especially when it's done in a vintage aluminum percolator. I like to be able to taste the aluminum in my coffee. <laughs> Phil, this Chinese liquor harkens to the conversation that you were having with the gentleman at Mid-Ohio and he was talking about, you know, he has manufacturing plants in mm -hmm. China. In China, yep. And their custom of sitting down at the negotiating table or going out. Getting geschnookered. And getting geschnookered. And I'm yeah. imagining this is the type of, well, he had said <sighs> that they were drinking like bourbons and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but this could come out too, probably. That could like come out. And some the thing that's. Indigenous spirits. I think what's scary about that, that little lang. I've got to be fucking careful with that one, man. <laughs> you know my brain. My brain just wants to take that shit right back to grade school. Can we just call it Little Wang from now on? Little Wang from now on. 10-4. All right, 10-4, good buddy. Um, okay, so this is the Citrus Forward New World Orancello. Higher proof makes a mean madras. Or madras, depending on where you're from. All right, so let's try this Orancello for Orancello only. Fucking delicious. I got to tell you, Hotel Tango. Fucking awesome. Like it. It's not too sweet. You know what? That's the thing. Limoncello, it's very easy to get limoncello that is like mm. Lemonhead's candy. It's Ugh. just way over the top. That shit would melt my wife's panties right off. This, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you want to you really, really just... I'm going to tell you guys, not for nothing, a little, a little of column A and a little of column B. Oh, geez. Butterscotch and orange. Just saying. Mm. A little stroh. Yeah. Wait, goes a stroh long is... Way. I remember having I that. Think I don't remember tasting any butterscotch in yeah, it. It's oh, yeah, it's got a strong butterscotch It's got notes. strong everything. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, just, I just tasted gasoline and fire. You are the only, I think, person here that is really enamored with the stroh. I love stroh. I know you And would. I drink it. I drink it a lot. Uh, but anyway, because, you know, sometimes you need to hurry. Sure. Have you started buying your own stroh? I have, oh, Phil. But, but, <laughs> but this goes back to some podcast visitors we had this very week. Ah. So today, three guys showed up on motorcycles. Um, what? Motorcycle? With appointment. Wow. Oh, yeah. By appointment only. Oh, they wanted to be cool guys. And, but they said, for Sleepy in particular. Oh, boat aged? Oh, wait. There's writing on the bottle. So Matthew, Mark... And John, Luke, oh, yeah. Luke wasn't there. <laughs> uh, Matthew, Mark, and John showed up, and they wanted to make a point about saying that they rode from Detroit. Oh shit! Just to come and hang yeah. out and wow. visit the shop and do all their cool shit. And then they stopped. I think they stopped at Quaker Steak and Lube on the way home to you know do whatever they're doing. Lube it up. And they didn't fuck around like these guys, like him. They showed up. They saw the shop. They got the general consensus of what's going on. They realized that it's just me. It's just Renee and mechanics in the back. And they saw it's an active fire, live fire gun range. <laughs> yeah. So you like, check it out. Cool. Get some stickers and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because you're like, at any moment, 
there's shit happening. Yeah. And I got a five ring circus, even when we're by appointment only. Sure. And when you showed up today. And I was feeling guilty because you were working hard over there. So I, I kind of tried yeah. to stay out of your eye shot. Yeah. Oh, no, as far I, out of I, your I, eye <laughs> shot as possible. Well, it was funny because I looked and I was like, man, I, there, I know what appointments I have and he's not one of them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Well, no Luke. But important, one, rode here, uh, the one guy's on a big-ass, kick-ass, you know, Versys 1000, you know, yeah. big proper adventure bike. But the one dude was on a VT1100 Shadow. Oh, nice. Circa carburetors, <laughs> right? And uh, But they said to make it a point, because Sleepy's fucking nerdy for boat-aged. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is Pride of Detroit. So this is Detroit rum. From Flint? Summer rum. Yeah. It looks and like they're water. From, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's from, says, from, it, is, it is from the water. islands of Detroit. It is not brown liquor. It is not clear liquor. No, it's, it's got that nice hint of flint. Nice hint right? of flint. <laughs> and it's lost. It's their lost summer rum, blended and bottled by Detroit City Distillery LLC in Detroit or Detroit, Michigan. It's the Paris of the Midwest, by the way. In case you didn't know, Detroit is the Paris of the Midwest. It's what? I always thought that. Go to the Fisher Building in Detroit, and you will learn some shit, plus amazing architecture. But what I love about this motherfucker, they put they put the art in the label. Mm-hmm. It's good, and it's it's authentic Detroit glass, you can mm-hmm. tell. Uh, I want to pass this around, so thank you guys. But not. But they said it's been, it's been GV-aged. Oh, yeah. Yeah. GV, that's and they, nice. As he said, it's been GVA. Yeah, right, because it's right. got the shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's been GVA'd, yeah. Batch number GV-ated. four, bottle number 496. I know, right? So, summer rum, that's like, uh, like what, are, what are the other drinks that are summer? Summer uh, Summer rum, dude. Rummer's. Summer. summer good, summer bad. <laughs> you got your summer teeth, summer in, summer out, summer here, summer there. Um, but anyway, so they brought the summer rum, and they brought Distro 160. Oh, you're a happy guy. And again, this is, again, the world's most aggressive hip flask. Yeah. You know, this is one of those, fuck you. At least they necked it down to the point where you could put a baby bottle nipple on if you had to, <laughs> just so you don't die. Yeah. That's the stroh. So that's the stroh, but that's that. But. Oh, yeah. Wait, there's more. They do make the stroh in liter bottles. <gasps> well, that's a terrible idea. That's a that's fucking enough to kill dumb somebody. idea. <laughs> That is. That's enough to kill somebody. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine a handle a stro. I'm going to put this out in my car. Yeah, well, <laughs> hold on. But but what I think is freaking cool is Diano brought us Spider Island from Gardner, Maine. Oh, it's an mm. island. There's hope. Well, again, if you ever want to know, just, you know, get to know a bottle. This is a very good bottle. Yeah, you like, can tell the glass. This is a good bottle. They yeah. didn't go cheap on this fucking bottle. So we're going to have some of this tonight, too. Thank uh, God for the rum. Distilled and bottled by hand in small batches. And that's Diano straight up. Yeah, I was listening. I heard about, I heard what you needed a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Thank John, you. Yeah, John. And, and Sebago Brewing oh. is a friend of mine, Dan. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you know the dis- dude. Yeah, that's his distillery. Yeah. Oh, do, you have, do you know the history? Or like how long has he been doing it? He's only Well, he's been doing it on on the low for many, many decades. <laughs> I like him already. Uh, but oh, he's, like him already. <laughs> he's above ground the last couple of years. Yeah. 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 He retired and decided wow. this was the thing he wanted to do. That That's is badass. Awesome. So we're going to crack into that because yeah. again, one of our guys that came in, he's just like, so I really couldn't understand the dynamic because I started with the old episodes. Mm-hmm. And he says, in the old episodes, you were kind of like a motorcycle podcast. And he says, but you've turned more and more into a liquor podcast. That happens. I say that that happens. Yeah, yeah that, that's happens. it. I think what happened is we started 
as we became older, we started buying motorcycles that didn't need as much fucking constant attention. Right. Well, and also we've talked, like, especially. And the further we got away from carburetors, the closer we got into liquor. Right. And also we've talked about all the motorcycles. I mean, we could talk about. We've winter- had eleven some years. Yeah. How many years in a row can you talk about winterizing motorcycles? Yeah. Damn straight. I mean, that is seriously that is it. And when I pulled up, I've been dropping these from the crypt podcast. You know, these these from the vaults. And I dropped the podcast, and I listened to them because they're fun. It's great to hear a podcast you haven't heard in eleven years, even if it's yourself. And I'm like, oh yeah, we got to remember not to cover that again because we just dropped an eleven year old podcast. About the same shit. Ooh, we should do a top ten. No, never mind. Nah, fuck <laughs> your top ten. Nobody could have possibly <laughs> ever listened to all the podcasts. Nobody. I assure I would you. Disagree yeah. with you yeah. on that, John. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been yeah. around a long time. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna tell you. From way back in the basement. The basement days. So, Dustin's basement. Yeah. <laughs> that that you, being said, did anybody check him for sh- weapons? Because uh, if he's listened to all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Game on. Do you know what's funny is because Dustin and uh, Andrea have gotten a divorce. Yeah. But I think, I wonder if the sound studio is still in Andrea's basement. Like if she kept the sound oh. studio in the divorce. I'm sure Russian, I'm sure Dustin pulled all of his gear out. Right. But it would be like hilarious. It's like, we want to do a throwback. <laughs> a 15th anniversary podcast. We're going to go back to Dustin's basement. He has to join us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they're cool. I mean, don't get me yeah, wrong, yeah. but it would be hilarious to go back into the original studio right. and have Dustin do the intro and have it all be just like that. So it'd be pretty, pretty fun. Welcome to the Cleveland Moto Podcast. Nobody does that intro as good as Dustin does. He nails that fucking <laughs> intro. He's the guy. And he is... I don't know where he summoned that ghost or that voice. Well, he does voiceover. He does voiceover. Yeah. I get it that he gets paid to do that. That is great. Or he used to get paid to do that. He's another guy. He came out of that same corporate background. Oh, right? yeah. That ad com kind of, you know, people pay you to be yep. awesome. Yep. It is so funny. He definitely gave his nuts a tug on that one. He certainly <laughs> did. If you hear that intro, you're like, Dustin is 6'7", yeah. about 350 pounds. He chews cigars and drinks gasoline. Yeah. And then you see him in person, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at that. Yeah. So, yeah, that is that is super fucking cool. I, he, I he's just a Subaru it. bro now. He is a Subaru bro. Yeah, he's totally a Scooby bro right now. Uh, super fun, super cool. Anywhere. Uh, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about our, our new favorite friends in the world, Can-Am? Yeah. Right? Can-Am. I want to make sure we weren't getting demonetized. I had to yeah. look up at the screen. because <laughs> Well, you're allowed to post pictures. Just and not that's videos. exactly it, just not videos, right? So it turns out... Well, we might want to talk about that for people that are watching last week's thing yeah, and wondering what right. the fuck happened. If you're wondering why there's a big blurry area, if you watch our podcast on YouTube... Well, it's just in the TV. It's, not, it's, it's just, just, the TV. just a TV screen. We Apparently, were playing porn. Sleep, sleepy, explain what the fuck happened. So, <laughs> um, usually Wednesday nights I edit the podcast because I'm lazy and I wait till the last minute. So I was editing the podcast last night, and then I upload it overnight because I live in the middle of nowhere and the internet sucks. Wait, it's the last minute because you know you're going to be at the podcast Thursday, right. and you want to be able to tell Phil you already dropped it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The boss. Yeah. It's the last minute, a week after we recorded it. Yeah. Check. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> well, no, because Liza drops hers after they hit the, after they stop recording. Yeah. Like, Liza really does, she puts a lot of energy into making sure that every Monday morning there's a fresh crisp podcast that was recorded Sunday night. Oh. All right. So their podcasts are like 
11 teen hours old. Maybe do we need 12 to move or 13. It up or is it okay? I don't think we do. I don't, I mean, yeah. I mean, it seemed all right. We're just trying to bust your balls. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> right, right. That's exactly it. I mean, if we can take my salary and raise it. I was well, also going to say, know. right, we cannot have Steve get demonetized and criticized in the same 12-hour right. window. But anyway, so I usually put it up on Thursday night, and it takes all night to upload. And so then on, on Thursday morning when I'm heading to work, I get up about 15 minutes early. I go down, and I add a basic description. I tell Phil, like, change it if you want to, whatever. And I, I uh, you know, I say, okay, whatever. So I came down this morning, and it said, your video has been demonetized. And I said, oh, shit. I go, oh, it's probably because of the videos that Phil was playing. And then it said, your video has been blocked for, and then you hit the four, and it says, the entire world. (laughs) And I was like, well, this is not good. It's been blocked to a very limited market. Yeah, and then. The planet. Yeah, right, the planet. But then the freaky part is, is they must, we were talking about this before the podcast, they increased their AI to the point that we were, no audio was played. Right. Um, it was strange Japanese bazooka, or how do you say it? Bazoo, bozio, it was a bozuzuka. Bozuzuka yeah. Yeah. fucking videos and stuff on a screen that was, so if you take on my- On a screen and a screen. Yeah. Right. So, and it was maybe one-tenth of the screen. It was I like, know. you know, whatever. Yeah. When I th- right. And it and you can contest to this. It was like from one minute and fourteen seconds. The to report seven. that they sent us. Oh yeah. Said at minute mark at so and so at minute mark so and so to minute mark so and so you violated our copyright there, and on this minute mark to this minute mark you violated our copyright there. Now these are all videos that come from everybody. You know. You know. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't use like Harry Sony. Dickinson. Yeah, they're all just like random shit, right? And so. Now, the funny thing was, they demonetized us and said, whatever money you would generate from this, we are now giving to all these other YouTube channels. Then right after that, they're like, by the way, you can't play the video. And you also can't play the video. So it's like, oh, that's kind of, okay, that's the sword that cuts both ways. Right. And so kind of hilarious, kind of big brothery, because again... They're literally AI is so good that it can see a picture in a picture. So I want to do a challenge. So I want to post a YouTube video on my watch and I'll put my watch up here and we'll see how small, how good their AI is. Well, I wonder how small does it have to be and them still pick it up? Well, let me ask you this. Right. Is their new AI going to ruin the channels that have millions of subscribers that do reactions? Because how can you play a fucking video and react to it? It's an excellent point. If. You're, yeah. If you can't, if it's going to be blocked by the entire yeah. world. Because shrinking it and reversing it clearly doesn't work anymore. Right. And so recently, not that long ago, I had a, a nasty gram from YouTube because one of the songs that was a background music in a video that I posted 11 teen years ago on YouTube when YouTube was just a little baby. And I posted this up and it was a song by a, a friend's band who became famous, Right. right. And so this song had no traction in the world at all. But it got a little traction, okay? And so eventually it got enough traction for YouTube to think that I was violating a copyright. Now, again, we know how that works. And certainly I would have permission to use that track of music. Right. Right? Now, getting... Permission from the creator of the music is a little different than getting permission from the record company who might own it right now in retrospect. But it was hilarious to me that I got dinged on something for a video that was posted 11 years ago that had a song on it that 11 years ago, nobody would have recognized. How about this? Yeah. When I did the, uh, the mid Ohio video for this year, 
Yeah. Which is a 20 fucking three minute long it's video. It's a beautiful video. But um, I had to change it twice because I was talking to uh, Haley. Oh. At, at the, the thing track. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody was playing a song way in the background. <gasps> and it was a country song because, of course, you know, that's what they do. Leonard Skinner, et cetera. Whatever. Right. Yeah. We got, and yeah. so yeah. she's talking to me. Right. It's, yo, oh, yeah, I was fucking graping. Right. And in the yeah, background, yeah. you're. Right. And it found it. It fucking came up <gasps> and was like demonic. So I had to go in and pull that fucking thing. It was a great clip from her, too. And yeah. I couldn't use it. Yeah. Because of a tiny. Like, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? As a, as a musician for years. I circumstantial. Right. But at the same right. time, I mean, like, it's Ambient not noise. prominent. It's right. not even, you can tell that it's not the focus part of it, you know? And we're not saying this is Haley Bell with soundtrack by yeah. like White Travis Slayer Twitter or whatever. Or whatever, whatever Travis Twitter. Nobody's yeah, right. tuning in to watch that video to hear the, the distant sound right. of Leonard right. Skinner. Yeah. So anyway, back to the original story. Our friends that we talked about so much, Bombardier Recreational Products, um, ah, great. You know, they introduced their latest Can-Am, et cetera, But it's even et cetera, hurting the artist because, I mean, yeah. what, oh, so like in little incidental things like that, it's almost like free advertising. Oh, wow, check it out. You can hear Leonard Skinner in the background, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Not, but YouTube stupid. is protecting itself from being sued or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, so apparently, one, I learned two things in this article. The two things that I learned in this article are one that ransomware companies have gotten so big that they advertise. Ransomware? Ransomware. Right? Which, by the way, if we were to start a clothing company right now, I would call it ransomware. Yeah, right. Right. So that's just, yeah. that's just, me, that's just me leaning hard into the situation. So uh, here's why. Bombardier Recreational Products. Just recently, we talked about them on the podcast yep. because they announced two new electric motorcycles. I did not know about Bombardier's entire Rotex connection. Right, we put was, all that together. That we learned something on this fucking otherwise useless podcast. Right. We learned something about a thing that existed. We all have been saying Rotex for years. Right. Like it was like, you know. I thought it was just a standalone company somewhere doing their thing. You know. Right. Yeah. You know, we all thought that we knew something about Rotex and we didn't. Yep. We were wrong. It turns out ransomware gang, and I didn't know there was such a thing as a ransomware gang. Drug gang. Right. Ransomware gang, Ransom EXX, promptly took credit for the malicious cyber activity, stealing 30 gigs of files pertaining to non-disclosure agreements, passports, IDs, contracts, and supply agreements. Ransom EXX, a.k.a. Defray 777 and Ransom X, is a human-operated ransomware variant that targets corporations by stealing personal data and encrypting internal files. <sighs> if the company refuses to pay a ransom for decrypting the files, Ransom EXX threatens to publicize the looted information. <gasps> okay. So, one, in my day, when you did a thing, a bad thing, when you committed an crime... Right, you didn't put your name on the crime. <laughs> right, we didn't go in and steal a bunch of shit at XYZ retailer and leave a big poster that said "stolen by spray paint fill waters." Exactly, on the right, right. We didn't go in and say, "Hey, by the way, <laughs> that big hole you have in your inventory." We did it. Right. Yeah. We didn't go and steal 57 milk crates from behind the, you know, the quickie mart right. to build strange projects. KLRs. <laughs> Our KLR lo luggage farm. Yeah. We didn't do that because 
and then leave a calling card. It's in the story, guys. Yeah, I know. There's so, it, not for nothing, I don't think our Federal Bureau of Investigations has enough money. Because, one, we know who committed the crime. Well, do you, though? It's like a, guy, it's like, it's like a graffiti artist that's saying Sano. Like, who the fuck's Sano? I don't know. Sano's all over the place, but you don't know who he is. We figured Banksy out. Well, yeah. Okay. I, I think it's because he wanted you to at the end of the day. This guy's bragging. Okay. Right? It's not like he ripped off Microsoft. It's not like he ripped off Apple. He didn't rip off Tesla. If there's AI that can detect. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Let's put some AI after them. Like, he can't ripped they off BRP. Out? Yeah. Nobody hates BRP. Everyone kind of agrees that BRP is kind of badass. Who fucking hate? Oh, fuck Sea-Doo. Yeah. Nobody ever said fuck Sea-Doo. <laughs> right? You know what I really hate? You know what really grinds my gears? Can-Ams. Yeah. Fuck Can-Ams. Do you know who sucks? You know who ruined my marriage? Rotax. That nobody's <laughs> ever said that. You know what, though? If it's Sea-Doo... It's probably some lady down in Florida that's sick of the jet skis next to her beachfront home, and so she's actually taking it up. It's the manatee with scars on his back. That's <laughs> yeah. all it is. It's the wake boats. It's they the don't wake boats. Yeah, God damn, those wake boats. A jet ski doesn't even have a propeller. So exactly. This is like being angry and doing a fucking a ransomware attack against the Animal Protective it's League. It's not about anger. It's about money. But, you know, they go for the low-hanging fruit, and this tells us something about what Can-Am thinks about cybersecurity. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that, well because know, Dan, yeah, Dan was what, a cybersecurity. I was going to yeah. say, everybody that's watching this has to give a little refresher class that Dan does know cybersecurity. That's yeah. what he got paid to do. Piper McElfresh is planning on becoming a cybersecurity specialist. Really? Well, I can tell that's you what her first idea. job should be. Yeah. Protecting Cyber, Cybersecurity at BRP is a top priority. I don't think so. We have a strong team of experts committed to taking every appropriate measure to ensure the integrity of systems and data. It sounds like you should have hired Defray 777. Uh, anyway. Well, maybe that's part of this, too. It could be, right? You know, sometimes yeah. it's about getting some attention. And maybe that I'm doing the worst thing in the world is pumping these guys up a little right. bit, right? Pump these up. Because I'll tell you what, if we had some kind of, you know, I mean, obviously, our cybersecurity years are worth nothing. Uh, eh. it, it, I don't really think so. Oh, you know what? I, I, I know that Sleepy bought three motorcycles, <laughs> and we're going to exploit that. Yeah. Um, we're not going to give you control of your shop until you give us millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> looks like i got to buy a new operating system. <laughs> Point of sale goes back to paper. We've done that like six times. Yeah, yeah. yeah it turns out this shop can, this shop can ex we can survive a three-week power outage doesn't even slow us down. If you want anything more than $562, just go fuck your ass. You know we <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is how quickly I, I transferred my shop from being on a legitimate point of sale system to literally paper mm -hmm. and a square credit card reader. Oh, yeah. And did it for three months, mm -hmm. right? It, it wasn't even a bump. If you walked into my store and tried to make a purchase, you would have no idea that we were operating out of Ledger Books, a.k.a. 1959, mm -hmm. and a square credit card reader that was plugged into my Apple III. Right. You know? You had no idea. Like every food truck. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> right, and they make millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're literally mobile. They take the money and run. 
Except for uh, the one food truck that's like, we only take cash. What county? Like, what the fuck what is county, wrong with you? And what county do they pay tax in? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's restaurants I go to that are in the hood, and they do not accept any form of currency. Yeah. It is plastic only because they don't oh, yeah, want. They don't want money. Yeah. That's what my hotel told me when I came to Cleveland. Oh, really? Yeah. Cashless yeah. hotel. Cashless hotel. Very and, large one down by the water. Yeah. And all of Cedar Point. The entire amusement park, Cedar Point, is well, What are you cashless. trying to say there about Cleveland, man? <laughs> I love Cleveland. <laughs> so We yeah. make fun of it enough. You can't so. say anything we haven't already yeah, yeah. said. I right. know. I always have. <laughs> My point is very simple. Can-Am, Bombardier, we love you. And I'm sorry you got ransom attacked because... I have a strong place in my heart for everything that BRP's ever done. Right. I got to say, I think they're one of the great high watermark companies as far as building cool things. Well, that's what I was going to say. I so, love my snow machine. It rips. Yep. And, Fuck and yeah. since you are an expert, if they decide to do a wet bike or something, you know, maybe that comment will get you one sent to you. Exactly. You're, you are an well, expert. I am one of three Suzuki wet bike experts on planet right. Earth. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm the only person that made it around Cherry Reservoir, Cherry Creek Reservoir in Denver on an actual Suzuki wet bike. Right. And James Bond couldn't even do that. So <laughs> they had a stunt man. There's so, a uh, yeah. wet jet, which is not a wet bike. No. It's a actual, like, a, it's a wave runner. Yeah. That's yeah. made by Mastercraft. Right. I don't know if you know yeah, Mastercraft. We know Mastercraft, yeah. But they're like the stars. They're like ski boats. But yep. for a small period of time, they made a jet ski from they 92 sure to 97 called the Wet Jet. And there's one up. They use Yamaha motors. Yamaha motor, right? Guy's asking eight hundred dollars for this thing, and Jesus it's got a Christ. title and everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> your snow I'm machine. So, I'm still broke. Swiffer. Yeah, but it's also parts scarcity. You were you were talking Yamaha about Yamaha motor, though. I mean, okay. You were talking about you your snow hoping. machine. I heard a rumor through the grapevine out by my pad that they might try to do mud snowmobile races at the Lorraine County fucking thing. Okay, well, so we, we got to boot it up, dude. We can do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, hey, I'm Renee. In. Can you tell me if that door to the service department's unlocked? Because it sounds like the boys left the air compressor turned on. All right, I'll shut it off later. Ah, the air compressor's kicking on occasionally. Do you know where the switch is on the air compressor? Yeah, it's like uh, five feet high, and with your right hand, it's just a gray switch. Five foot two, eyes are blue. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, uh, you know, if you chase our airlines down in our shop, you can just figure out where our shop is plumbed by listening for the hiss. <laughs> and so that big V-twin, that big monster Canadian-built air compressor, thank you, Ian, yeah. uh, back there, it just it, it kicks on about every 45 minutes to an hour. And it's nice because it's reminding us that it's there. But we don't need to carry 130 PSI when there's nobody else in the building. Right. Right. Yeah, During the so. day, it's kind of nice, too, because it's like a clock. You're it like, is oh, like I've a clock. For, oh, oh, two yeah, compressors. Yeah, there you go. Two <laughs> compressors. <laughs> <laughs> I went back today earlier, and I found one of the most prolific leaks was at the, at the junction at the tire machine. Ah. Which, you know, tire machines are funny if you never worked with one, because tire machines have their own big fucking air tank built into them. A good mm-hmm. tire machine does. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to pop this fitting off of this tire machine. <laughs> and I forgot. I was like, oh, shit, the tire machine's got a big old fucking tank in it, too. <laughs> so I popped that thing off. It shot seven feet out of my hand. <laughs> and Clean the floor. I'm There's not no gonna dust run. anywhere. Well, and brown trousers. <laughs> completely. I was expecting this. Yeah. And what I got was, boom, 
And I, I'm glad I can still move like that. I, <laughs> I was working on a 480 compressor. Yeah, a yeah. huge Giddy one. That, uh, we have two in this one room, and I was like, eh, "What's a, I was like, I like it did wasn't at 100 psi or no. anything. It was only at like 60 or something. But I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna wait for this thing to leak down. I'm just gonna turn this one nipple off. And then I was like, doot, 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 doot. Patel. Whoosh. I mean, like it was like, oh, you can't shut that out. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Like I jumped. Yeah, Steve yeah. jump. Game on. It was jump. Yeah. It was <laughs> jump. Jump. We got to figure out somewhere in our world. And then that thing has a automatic unloader on the bottom. It does. Like, a dump. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. every 20 minutes when yeah. you're just painting along, having a good time here, you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> hey, this summer or this winter, we got to figure out a place that needs coal slag, AKA black beauty, because I've got three trailers that I need to de-rustify. Oh, so it'll be a it'll be a blast party, and I've got the blaster, I've got the sand blaster. I just need a big heavy duty compressor to feed it, because any normal compressor yeah. that you can buy from Harbor Freight, the second you start move, moving in sandblast media through it, no way, it ain't keeping up. You know, basically it's blast, smoke a cigarette, blast, smoke a cigarette, blast, smoke a cigarette, because you go through a fifty five gallon tank like that. Yeah, we so. have the one set up to accept the chuck. Really? Bring it out, do it in the oh, parking. baby. Where do you want a bunch of black beauty? All over the parking. I area. was going to say, that's where it's going to be. It's just going to go. We're not trying to reclaim this shit. Yeah. You, but you know what works good is a, a anti-slip agent. So if you don't want to fall down, you want to grit the path, as the British say. Have you seen the dry ice honing that they're doing yes. now? Yes. That's yeah. pretty fucking It's pretty amazing. fucking cool. Yeah. yeah it, it is just cool. It disappears. Like, it goes away. Yeah. Hey, where's the poo go? <laughs> I don't know. Well, do you remember that movie? It's Jack Black movie. Yeah, when yeah, they the poo spray, yeah, yeah, yeah. poo gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, doesn't go anywhere. I get invisible. obscure references, and I give obscure references I know too. You do. I, I give know. as good as I get, friend. Well, thank you. They use sandblast. They use vapor. Do your teeth? Yep. They have like they can just. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Blow the calculus off. Nice. So they get the Mountain Dew mouth down there in West Virginia. They just blow all that black out of there, huh? <laughs> oh, the coal slag. Well, that's Again. a new color for Benelli's. This is Benelli. Why am I bringing this up right now? Because Benelli, the story's the story. That's fine. We're not going to get too deep into that. Um, Benelli's got an 802S, and I can give you guys a little insider baseball. As a Benelli dealer, this is coming. So cool. this is not just vaporware that's for a market we're never going to see. It says on the screen, coming. <laughs> <laughs> we can read. It's also Psycho World, and we have some issue with that, too. But anyway, uh, never known for accurate journalism. But anywho, what I think is funny about this, um, the complaint was when this existed as a 752S, the reason it was a problem was because there's already the world's most perfect bike that exists called the Yamaha MT-07. Right. Oh, I thought you were just going to say the Kawasaki Versys. Well, fair enough. Or the Ducati Monster that it looks just like. Bingo. Okay. So the problem when this bike existed was a problem that is not right. First of all, we have to get over the fact well, no, you don't have to. People will constantly remind you that this bike is made in China. Right. And they will. And it is. And they will also remind you that when it was called the 752S, it doesn't matter because we couldn't fucking get it here. Right. So arguing about it is like arguing about fucking unicorn farts, right? You, whatever. So who cares? But it's about to become important. 
It turns out, though, that what Benelli did was the problem with the 752S, if you lived in a country where you could get one, is it was underpowered and overweight compared to an MT-07. And yes, if I'm going to go to the motorcycle store and I want to buy a motorcycle that has in the neighborhood of 700 cc's, it's going to be hard for me to not buy either a Versys or an MT-07. That's kind of where I'm looking, right? And it turns out Benelli paid attention because what did they do is they made it 50 pounds lighter and made it 50 horsepower or many more horsepower, more powerful. Yeah, there's no way Thank they you. made it. Not 50 more horsepower. Thank you. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Right. No, but it's not. It's not 50 horsepower. But the interesting thing that I think about it is they now beefed the horsepower up to the same level as the MT-07 mm. and got the weight down to the same level as the MT-07. Interesting. Because I can tell you that the Marzacci forks that were on these are fucking amazing. Yeah. Even and, the fucking 135 forks are awesome. Right. And now here's where I'm going to say, now we're going to appreciate things. Okay. Because, <laughs> do you remember the Leoncino 502? Yeah. What if it was an 800? Oh, that's better. That's better. More better. More better. <laughs> do you remember the TRK 502? Loved it. Wouldn't it be better if it was a? 802. There you go. I, I knew that was coming. Right. I saw that in the past. So now I really, really like that. So the idea of bumping something into the give or take 100 horsepower range. But but here's the big yep, question. Oh, oh, go ahead. Yep. All right. The big question is, so one of the things that was appealing about both of those yep. bikes is the price. Yes. So when they're bumping these CCs yeah. up, are they bumping the price up? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Only time and a dealer's order will tell. Okay. But I don't have the dealer's order yet, so we have nothing but time. Mm. But 95 hertz purse, that's, that's pretty good. Fuck yeah. And Out of an 800cc bike? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's very respectful. Yeah. yeah. So now we're- It looks a little more street-oriented, though. Well, it is. And But remember- the the cool that looks thing, more like a six uh you know like the the six and nine or yeah. six and whatever yeah it's it is but the cool thing about this is where goes one goes we all as those guys with the red hats like to say they, uh, uh, they should have put a lion on the snout though well but the point all i care about i just care about <laughs> <laughs> all i really give a shit about is that picture right there oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to make sure the cheap seats are getting that one. Oh man! So the like that they got the color right, dude. They got the color right, didn't Schnabel they? Schnabel for days. Yeah. Oh. So the reason that's it. I care about bone. this. Yeah, exactly. The reason I care about this is because the TRK five o two had it was a really cool motorcycle, but the number five o two was like oh yeah. oh 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 you're a big guy with a tiny dick. Okay, fair enough. Right, oh, they got it all European out with the half color life. rims and the fucking yeah desert camo fucking gray. Okay, or yeah, flat or what, what color flat pan <laughs> something? I don't know. Look, man, Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> right? Color. That's where I'm going with that. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I just thought for fun and games that is cool. You let's know? watch a YouTube video of it. Now let's not watch a YouTube <laughs> video of it, my friend. Yeah, let's not. Oh, look at that schnobble. Yeah, it's got schnobble for days. So, oh, Phil, yeah. what's the guy trading in who wants this bike from you? Who, who's the guy that's coming in? What's he trading in? That's the, and so, that's been a thing. So, you know, we had this Leoncino. So, I got the Leoncino up on the screen right now. There's Leoncino. With the lion, look at and it. And the, the little Leoncino. So, Leoncino means tiny lion or little lion, and that's okay. We can get past that. 
And I really did like the Leoncino. I loved riding the Leoncino around. I'm going to start calling my dick that. Yeah, Leoncino. <laughs> hey, hey, Leoncino. It sounds so much better than small pud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So uh, Simba, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I loved Leoncino, but the Leoncino didn't sell for the same reason the TRK 502 didn't sell. 502. 502. Yeah. And when somebody hears 502, they go, oh, this is going to be a good bike for me. I'm short. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they're not. Nope. Dan, you sat on that Leoncino, and you're tall, and I'm tall, and he's tall. And we all were like, fuck, it's a tall bike. It's a tall bike. And usually when we sit on tall bikes, they have letters KTM in front of them, and a number that's at least 900, mm-hmm. right? We all know KTM 900s and up are fucking tall bikes. And the Leoncino was a fucking tall bike. And the, K- and the uh, TRK502 was a fucking tall oh, bike. Lord. So now, at least if you're going to give me a tall bike that feels like it's an 800, at least it's going to be an 800. Right. It's not going to be a 502. And you're right. When you say, who's the guy that's trading in a bike on like getting that? And that's a good one. So our TRK502 that we had in here that had literally $1,800 worth of GV boxes on it. Yeah, that was a nice bike. That if you bought the bike and you chose to get the boxes through Benelli, instead of paying $1,800 for the boxes, you paid $800. Yeah, it was a deal. You saved 1000 bucks by letting Benelli have the brackets that are custom built and everything else. No shit. Like, I would never buy a TRK502 that didn't have the full box treatment right. Because the boxes and everything were so fucking good. Now, the problem was they were the GV, oh my God, size boxes. 48 liter. Fucking A, they were huge. And that makes the bike so wide. It does, but see, like, it's useful, though. Like, I'm my Africa Twin. I don't run my boxes all the time. I know. But today, I had to go to work, take laptops. I had to bring camera gear here. I stopped and got my wife's birthday Mm -hmm. presents. I have a car. I know you have a car. Absolutely. It was great. Oh, we had a Toyota MR2 and nowhere near as much storage as you have on your motorcycle. <laughs> guaranteed. So that's a real thing. Yeah. When we think about the TRK502, though, it had as much frontal area, right? Oh, yeah. As that rider rent a truck that you're riding around that says Africa Twin on it. Right. Right. But it doesn't have the extra horsepower, no. it doesn't have the extra torque. No. So when I had the boxes off, the bike would run to 105 miles an hour, like, fuck you, you know, yeah. get out of my way. I'm going to go out and do stupid shit. Boxes. And then we put all the boxes on and the bike could be like 85, <laughs> yeah. 86. Well, and you know what's funny though? People, a you lot know? of people don't realize those boxes change your bike drastically. Yes. The they handling, do. everything. Yeah. Like when I, I mean, top box a little bit. You ever bit. try to back out of your car with the door, back out of your garage with the doors open? Yeah, it doesn't work too well. That's what those boxes are. Yeah. I mean like. You they get, get in the fucking way. Well, let me put it this way. It's so funny. It's like on the Africa Twin Forum guys, guys that are new to it. They're like, my bike was riding great. And all of a sudden now I have to keep both hands or else I get shimmies. What's wrong with it? The first question is like, did you put the boxes on it? Right. Yeah. That, that's your that's fucking problem, you dude. Like when you're on the highway, right. I don't care how good your suspension is set up or anything. You're going to, if you let go of the handlebars, it goes blah, 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 because there's giant boxes. 21 inch wheel or 19 inch wheel? 21. 21 inch wheel. Okay. So 21 inch wheel. I don't care what you're riding. You will experience wobbles after 75 miles per hour or 110 again they started about 75 miles an hour now i have owned a 
a stable of KLR 650s. Mm-hmm. That's the nicest way to put it. If there's ever been a version of KLR 650 that's existed, I know that we I've owned it. I've also had... You just get used to it, baby. <laughs> yeah, you just get used to it. Remember, I rode from Alaska to Cleveland right. on a KLR650. I rode there on an interceptor. Right. I rode back on a KLR650. I was used to going 100 miles an hour. Right. Not on the KLR. Not on the way home. No. So I, I just got into the rhythm of that, right? Of that shimmy. But the internet is a fucking scary place. Do you know that the internet will tell you that if you put enough weight at the end of your handlebars, you can make that go away? Oh, that's great. That's good to hear. I just say, if find you a- put a milk jug of mercury on each handlebar, <laughs> you will not make that go away. No. <laughs> well, you see my KLR. I put those huge nuts from the fat from the plant. That's fucking there's hilarious. Like, there's probably there's like dumbbells on the end of. My oh no, bar. I'm gonna say conservatively. I'm gonna guess you've got three pounds at the end of each handlebar. That's preload. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, the better solution, the better solution is to find a Pandora station where the BPMs and music kind oh, yeah. of match your fucking to match your oscillation. And then you're just like, yeah. Hey, do, do, do. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am no stranger to the phrase front end shimmy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I have been selling Vespas since the GT 200 was invented. Right. And it turns out when you have a steep steering head angle and you have a rubber mounted motor in the back, that that shimmy that you think is happening because of your front wheel or your handlebars is actually starting at your back tire. Right. And it's at your back tire. It's going through your swing arm. It's going through your nice, soft, rubber-mounted everything. And it's working its way up to the handlebars because anything that happens in the backyard, the front yard tries to correct. And that's yeah. called a tank slapper. Oh, yeah. So a tank slapper is nothing but your motorcycle falling off of line and that giant gyroscope on the front saying, I can fix that. Yep. And then it does that about 137 times a minute, which gives you that. Well, and the funny part yeah. is, is like if you've ever, if you've ever gone to a class or anything like that, yeah. and I, I, mean, I used to get tank slappers coming off of wheelies, is I, you have to learn to let it happen. And it does exactly. correct. Exactly. You try it's to fight it, you're yeah. fucked. Right. Yeah, yeah, the harder you fight it. The harder you're That's fucked. when you're to see those those dinas going backwards. Yeah. Oh, that was good. You've seen that on that thing. <laughs> I would pull it up right now, except yeah. for we'd get re demonetized. Yeah, right, right. That was so good. That fucker does like a nine. He does a McTwist at one he point. He does a McTwist. <laughs> I've never seen a dyna go backwards at 65 miles an hour. And they're like, you know, all dinas are known for this. Yeah. Well, there's a little more to the story. Yeah. yeah. Homeboy was not. The bike rider. He First he of was. all, his load was not correctly distributed on the motorcycle. Second of all, old boy thought he could Rambo that shit out. Yep. <laughs> and he did go backwards at 65 miles an hour to Harley Davidson. His, his Kevlar wife beater probably protected him. So I think he was fine. <sighs> that was a tough one to watch. Yeah. Fair game. But anyway, <laughs> talking about KLRs, talking about big wheels, right? That oscillation, that's going to happen. Yeah. You can have aerodynamic discussions with the folks at NASA <laughs> and you can talk about tires with the guys at Dunlop and BF Goodrich all day long. Right. That oscillation is more likely to be the wind resistance created by your boxes on the back of the motorcycle being squeer. Right. And here's the other thing, though, too. I mean, like, it, it can be accentuated. Like, if you really haven't squared your back tire up and yep. then you're running boxes, mm-hmm. that's going to be worse. Yeah. Like, you really, like, when I, when I, I'm probably going to do it again next week because of my chain stretching a little bit. Yep. 
but I literally pull out a micrometer and run it from the back <laughs> of the thing to the fucking the the, the axle, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I make sure that it's exactly the same on both sides because when you have your back tire off, of course it's going to throw you off a little bit. You add boxes to that, and it accentuates any movement that that thing makes a hundred times. I want somebody with uh, a degree and science. That's not me. Okay, <laughs> but I will give you. I will give you the way that you're going to run a campaign that the federal government is going to give you millions of dollars for. All right, I'm in. I want you to do a study on aerodynamic drag and vortices on box luggage. Oh yeah, right on motorcycles because it's going to make life difficult for the the, the Starbucks crew. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, there's, you don't see guys on the side as you're pulling that up. There's never been a dude at the Bonneville Salt Plaza. that's like, you know what this bike needs? Boxes. Some side boxes. You know what we need? Squares. <laughs> yeah. Just hang them fuckers right out on the side, man. Do you know what would help my motorcycle cut through the wind a little bit better? Squares. And also, you know what else is? So the boxes are, you know, they're great for when you need to haul some shit, right? Yeah. But I just saw a video that was so disturbing. It was so sad. Fucking uh, 1250 BMW GS laid the fuck out. This thing's like a $30,000 BMW, mm -hmm. right? Homeboy's over in Europe, and he's getting a little impatient, so he tries to pass somebody, but he uh, didn't see the car coming. Swerves out of the way and made it until the car hit his box. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it yeah. turned into a pinwheel with yeah. shit flying everywhere and bad Did things. Did you ever see the video of the guy riding the bike out on the dock? He's riding oh, a motorcycle yeah, yeah. out on the okay. pier. Yeah. yeah. And he makes it past the bollard. Yep. He makes it past the stanchion on the pier. And then he makes it. Yep. 90% of his motorcycle made it, but those giant goddamn Starbucks transportation systems yep. didn't make it. Well, same thing with the packet. Like, so, yeah. you know, I was watching a lot of Pakistan videos because of our boy, right? Yes, exactly. Because of and our friend, Moeen Khan. Yeah. A dude was on again, a GS. And there's a giant boulder that had fallen onto the road that is the only road in existence with a 300,000-foot cliff on the right-hand side. So there's guys, and they're directing him. He's going like a half mile an hour because they're obviously trying to get around this thing. Yeah. So a guy on a KTM with no boxes goes right around this rock, makes it. This dude goes, hits the rock, falls. The bike just goes. It's gone. Thousand yeah, feet it's gone. Down the it's never coming thing. back no, ever again. No, never again. No. And he goes at least 50 feet down, and everybody's yeah. throwing their hands up well, and yeah. shit and stuff. I'm like, how would you not take the goddamn boxes off when you see a... Like, you're barely squeezing by this rock. You're like, oh, that's fine. I'll just leave the boxes on. It was nuts. <sighs> I, I think I, we have to be careful how much we complain, and we're going to get nerfed on this. We are going to get nerfed we're on gonna this. We're going to get yeah. Yeah. tearaway boxes. You're right. We're going to get... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did we do? We nerfed the fuck out of it. Yeah. How are we going to treat this guy? We're going full nerf on his ass. We are going 100% non-lethal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had the answer in my garage. The Bates Clipper fairing yes. with the trunk in the front. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Instead you got to distribute your load, John. You put it out there yeah. in front, and it's aerodynamic. Right. You put all your stuff there. You're not switching. Be careful when you demand aerodynamics. You will end up like this. Because if you <laughs> demand aerodynamics, my friend, you're going to end up with this. Oh, Be my God. Because motorcycles are so inherently anti-aerodynamic that when somebody goes and tries to climb that mountain, you end up with some garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I know all about that fucking thing. That didn't increase front tire wear or, or handling or anything? It is called the Liberator. 
because it is a sex device. Yeah, right. That is all it is. That thing. That's the original schnobble. That is the original <laughs> schnobble of all schnobbles. But, uh, you know, we're talking about putting big boxes on stuff. Yeah, that's the movie yeah, ever. Yeah. So our, when we get into the whole idea of what are perceived aerodynamics and what are actual aerodynamics, they're totally fucking different, right? Are those are ankle Herculeses? They are. So those are wankles. So those are Wankel Herculeses modified to be uh, Battlestar Galactica. Flying bikes. Flying bikes, yeah, ab- absolutely. And yet they still had tires. Right. Don't know why. You know, you anyway, got to land. You got to land sometime. So yeah. you got to give something, something for them to chew on. But anyway, that's the idea. They wanted so, to be able to ride these things after the <laughs> after the shot. Was over. When the when the filming's done, we have to sell. We have to give these back to the folks at Suzuki or Wankel or Hercules or whoever they are, right? Uh, so that's that. So anyway, for fun, just thinking about aerodynamics because it is it is funny to us that we think about our motorcycles and stuff and we're like oh this is great this bike is you know aerodynamic and everything else and then we put a giant fucking aluminium box on it which has its use when you need it but i get generally, it generally yeah. not so much yeah. i lose six miles to the gallon easy easy with all the boxes absolutely on the bike. absolutely well, isn't it almost worse when you're slippery and then you throw something out there like an air brake <laughs> on the side yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for real yeah yeah um, I that, got flaps, full flaps down. It's a biplane crowed out with both fucking flaps out. Like, hey, I don't know why it's not going fast. I have a I have a BMW RS that's supposed to be fairly slippy, slippery. Yeah, right. Yeah. But when the boxes are on, it's the same thing. Same. I had tank slapper last year. Oh yeah. Not even thinking because normally I could take my hands off and do the pat down, make sure I have my wallet, my oh yeah, my my phone where it's supposed to be, and I went to do that and almost didn't get back up. I had to yeah. get really good because like my like. I was, my phone stopped. I was using to get to the tax shop to buy mm-hmm. my wife for present today. I had to take my glove, so you have to master the one-hand glove removal. Yes. Because you can't take your no. hand off the thing, so you're like... <laughs> <laughs> I have a very unique special set of skills. There's a lot of things I could do on a motorcycle with only one hand. One hand, hand yeah, right? yeah. 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 Take pictures, whatever. Um, I yeah, have you're 85-mile-an-hour this- you're, you're self. How do you get the phone in front of your windscreen? Yeah, <laughs> got big arms. Yeah. You're like, hey. I got really long arms. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm making this shit look easy. I had one of these K1200 GTs. It's a fast bike. Oh yeah, it's, it's a fast bike by any standard. But one of the best things that they ever did to it was uh, some of these bikes came with BMW's fancy urban expandable luggage. Oh yeah. So the the really cool accordion stuff in the luggage so the luggage could be really tiny like city bags, yeah. and then you could open it up and it's all fabric and cool and Kevlar and shit. And so I'd gotten very used to riding this motorcycle very fucking fast, mm-hmm. like all of it, right? Like that 180 mile an hour kind of motorcycle. And then I put the box <laughs> and I, I put the bags on and I'm getting up into that higher speeds. And all of a sudden the bike just quit being cool. Like the bike <laughs> and I just were no longer on, we were no you longer on friends. first name yeah, basis. Yeah. And the bike just was like, fuck you, man. And I couldn't figure out why. And I pulled off the side of the road. I got my air gauge out. I'm checking my tire pressure, looking for that loose piece of hardware that's going to kill me. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I put the bags on. You know what? You <laughs> and know they what? had the bitchin' BMW like quick disconnect bags, so you could just take them off. Right. You know. You yeah. know. You know. You see the semis, mm-hmm. and they have like the 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 gators on the bottom. Yes. And then they also have like the the aerodynamic slipstream on the back. Maybe we could make a company where we make add-ons to boxes. 
So like when you're on the highway, it's like <laughs> you just like strap them on with Velcro and it adds a snout and a fucking yeah. tail hey. on the back of your box. If you ever watched any of the shit that more that Vetter did, oh yeah, Vetter was yeah. famous for taking pizza boxes. Yeah, he would take pizza boxes and like milk jug material and two liter bottle material yeah. and just duct tape that shit and build forms around Honda Helix scooters and shit. Yeah, and get crazy, crazy uh, coefficient of drag numbers. That were like the bike went from seventy miles per gallon or fifty miles per gallon to one hundred and ten miles per Didn't gallon. Win like that, Isn't that, that kind of like the Deval, the the what is it, the NC or the NT seven hundred? Yeah, the, the Dullville. Well, because it puts the box back behind. It you. does. It, it doesn't yeah. have to be wide and tall. Yeah, it closes it's, the door. It's the rear fender. Yeah, it's exactly. Big, and PC eight hundred was that way too. He was yeah. the guy, right? Like during those the, the that race, that's the fuel mileage right. race thing. He yeah. was the dude that always won that, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's and. That's one of those things that we talk about, you know, yeah, everything is. Craig did. Craig's whole thing was he understood aerodynamics to the point where the stuff that he produced consistently would just, it looks like crap on a cracker is the nicest way to put it. It really does. The stuff is awful looking. It's awful looking, but it is completely 100% practical. Well, that's that's yeah. the thing. So it's like the dustbin furring was banned because it worked too well. Yeah. <laughs> so, but <laughs> like, here's exactly the thing. Right. But, like, but for highway travel and stuff, it's funny that people haven't tried to adopt. Like the Goldwing, I guess, is pretty slipstreamed if you look at it. You know, like they got it kind of laid out. But like you'd think that they, for these highway, like touring, like I, I, I want to ride for 800 miles without stopping for right. gas and shit. You'd think they would do more of that. This is an electric vehicle. You know what he's riding there. It's an electric vehicle. It's a zero, 2014 zero with this thing. And he's, you know, Virginia Tech put this thing together. It looks like a mess. I mean, this thing looks like a mess. This is just a. This it's is, like a Formula One car's uh, back, head, body duct taped to a fucking trash can. This thing is a fucking travesty. Yeah. Right? There's no way to say. It. Like, it, this is a bike. You're not having sex on this bike ever <laughs> or again. Or because you own that. <laughs> ever, ever again. I like the stripes. <laughs> it's got that 70s look about yeah, it, yeah. right? And so what's consistent when we look at these bikes, when we look at stuff that is aerodynamically correct, well, mother, look to Mother Nature. It looks like a fish, right? Yeah. So, and when you see there's a, there's a Honda CBR, like an interceptor back here, right? With an ass. You can see on. that the front of the bike has had no modifications whatsoever. But what did they do? They spent their time on closing the door, yep. letting the wind get behind them in the the most um, it's the a, least violent way possible. Arranging it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, right. it's making sure it flows smoothly Ex all the way around. Exactly. So that, you know, when we think about that, none of that, not one little bit of any of that looks like a uh, GS America. Nope. Right, that it looks like a dustbin fairing that you pulled the handle on a life uh, preserver on. That's an NX two fifty, <laughs> and that is the world's biggest cafe racer fairing. Yeah, sweet baby Jesus, you see that and you're like, that is a cafe racer fairing that somebody has hit plus four hundred percent on a copying machine, right. and said print it, and then you realize that is all one giant fairing. And and if you think everything we're saying right now is a bunch of bullshit then I want you to make a video of you with your boxes off on your bike riding past a semi at 85 miles an hour. Okay, And then yeah. do the same thing with your boxes that on. That bike, <laughs> this this bike, you know, Charlie Perithian's bike, all right? 
From this Lexington, is a hundred, Ohio. This is 157 miles per gallon. Yeesh. Yeesh is right. That's amazing. Yeesh is fucking right. With no right. engine modifications, just dustbin. Mod- there you go. Yeah, wow. Isn't that something? You Pretty know? cool. Yeah. Right. And there's Morgan. So there's a little prop for our friend Morgan Vetter. He's standing there. So that's Morgan. So he's he's got himself a... They like to run a, ultra lightweight oil in the engine. Absolutely. That's a very you know, zero W5 oil. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, so fun. On to the next topic, just because what the hell, we did a bunch of that. Um, this actually is news. Suck the, a dick. This, this is the news <laughs> that I actually give a shit about. Ooh. Because everybody has been talking about hybrids since I went to the Piaggio dealer meeting in year of our Lord 2004 or whatever. And they brought out an MP3 with a hybrid system. And they said, this will be out in seven minutes. (laughs) And 15 years later, nobody has seen one, right? But this is a, a Ninja 400 motor with a hybrid electric drivetrain. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Because we know that a Kawasaki Ninja 400 is just an unkillable little fucking machine. Yep. And if we could somehow add electricity to that and make it like, oh, I don't know, more powerful than a 650. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And get ridiculous range. Well, that's pretty cool. And wouldn't it be cool if Honda or Kawasaki, you know, did something like that? And it turns out they are doing it. So wait, so go back to the figure. Which one? Right there. Yeah. So the chain drive is still connected to the gasoline motor. It is. That's interesting. Yeah, because you know what this whole thing is right here? Pretty much a bog standard fucking 400cc motor. Right. Right. Exactly. So where does the... Oh. oh, that's where shit gets weird. So this is literally like a helper motor. So in addition to having your your primary drive system, which would be you know a motor with a gearbox and pistons and all that kind of shit, yep. we also have you know the clutch and gear shift themselves are relatively conventional with servo controls. The shifter has an additional electric motor mounted down low behind the transmission. It drives through a series of six reduction gears to multiply its torque, ending with a fan-shaped partial gear that's attached to the gear chain shaft where you'd normally expect to find a foot-operated lever. The fan shape of that final gear is chosen because like a normal gear lever, it only has to move a few degrees up or down, right? That's why it doesn't need to be a complete rotation. So you are still, you're literally having a transmission coming out of the electric motor that is still giving you a variable drive. That's pretty fucking cool. My brain hurts. I don't get that. It does, right? So I like the fact that they have a boost button on the right handlebar so that when you want to, you can not just be gas or not just be electric. You can be both. So I like the idea that there's a boost button. So when you want to have more power than that 400cc can muster, you mash the boost button. And I think that's pretty cool. Where is there a battery then on the bike? Too? Yes, there is. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's badass. Good for them. Uh, oh, because I, I bet you the comments are awesome. Any electric oh, vehicle yeah, comments yeah, are yeah, so yeah, good. Always. Oh yeah. Well, I, I hate to be the out of town skunk at the garden party. Sure, sure. But like to that. me, is is what, what's the uh, what's the advantage of all the complexity when there's a zero sitting right behind you? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So when you run out of electrons, I can't bring you more electrons. Yeah, but on a 400cc, are you going to tour on that? But, well, 
You could because if you ran out of electrons, yeah, you could still buy gasoline. I just feel like with all the R and D, they're put. It's the same right. thing with the supercars that are yeah. hybrid. I yeah, feel like exactly. with all the R and D we dump into this yep. stuff, that we could get, make that zero even better than it is. Totally agree. You know, absolutely agree. Completely agree. And what a lot of people have said is that hybrid is a waste of time. Like Toyota with their Prius project and everything else, Toyota kind of ignored electricity. Like there is no all electric drive Toyota that you can buy. They've kind of ignored it. Ford, Mach-E, Mustang, et cetera, et cetera, all these things. Toyota kind of ignored it and said, you know, different batteries. We're waiting for different batteries. And I think that that's going to be smart in the long run because everyone's chasing their tail on lithium right now. Right. And I think that was to get past the range anxiety issue, right? Absolutely. But we're going to be getting to a point where I think, you know, that's almost starting to get a little bit dispelled now, right? We're Mm -hmm. starting to get to an age where you don't have to worry about that quite so much. So it almost feels a little primitive to take half a step back. That's just me. No, you're you're totally right. And that's the thing of saying... Why do we still need to get gas motor involved when somebody buys a BMW electric car and it's got a Kimco 400cc motor in the trunk that is a, quote, range extender? You're like, it's not a range extender. It's a scooter motor in the back. So wait, if I run out of electricity, I can just take the scooter motor out and the wheels pop out and I can ride the scooter? (laughs) No, no, no. You start the scooter motor and it makes electricity so you can drive home on the electricity that's made by the scooter motor. (gasps) Well, and for my friends in California, they're not going to be allowed to have even a hybrid motor after a while, so that'll drive the market, too. It'll change things a lot. But I think you're right, though. Once we get a new battery technology, Mm -hmm. one that, like, because, like, I know that I've seen, like, articles on Wired and all this other stuff where they're close. They're getting better technology. They're getting real close. If if it doesn't have more power, it has half the size, so that at least you can pack twice the amount of batteries. Exactly. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And now I'm ready to fucking just murder something. I just, at this point, I'm just fucking sick of it. And this goes directly to our friends at, what is it, Bonnier Bonnier Magazine Group or whoever they are. Okay, Psycho World, stop. Stop giving press space. Let's stop giving any sort of reality to what is vaporware. We have to admit at this point that um, yesterday John was having an extremely long poo, and while he was having a long poo, he invented the next (laughs) new electric motorcycle. And Cycle World's going to be running a story on it tomorrow with uh, a picture of John's poo, pictures of the the motorcycle that he's going to design someday. I've been keeping it under my hat, but I've invented the AC battery. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. And now there will be there will be a reporter showing up from Cycle World tomorrow to talk to you about your AC battery because that, as you know, is where the technology needs to be because the electricity comes out of your wall as AC. See what I'm saying? Why are we changing everything to DC? Why? Yeah. Just to turn it back into AC again for these fucking motors. Why don't we just store it as AC power? You Come see, on, John. I mean, oh, I'm already there. Okay, where does the poo go? Just, All right. I just so, need the money. I just need the money. I'm going to build AC batteries. Awesome. You can get in on the ground floor of this. What's your uh, What's your GoFundMe account there? Are they going to are they have a rotational 60 hertz commutator? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I love it. Okay, okay. I'm not going to I'm not going to bust into it. I think you're looking at the wrong thing. Instead of batteries, you just need to go to capacitors because they're much higher discharge. Okay, have a lot of capacitors. 
See where I'm going with that? I do. It's yeah. all ball bearings these days. That's Fetzer right. valves. Fetzer Fucking valves. Fetzer valves. Okay, so now look at this picture. W40. Look at this picture. <laughs> all right, so we're going to see the picture? Yes. So that's a thing, right? We all know that's a thing. It's, it's, something, it's something resembling a motorcycle. Yep. Okay. Don't read the caption. Start reading there. I can't. Oh, Doug. No. Dong Tran. Dong Tran. Mm. Okay. Founder and CEO of Rivid. One, you can't stop me from being a nine-year-old in my brain. Right. The man's name is Dong Tran. Right. Game on. Also, like the founder and CEO of Rivid. Which is also like Rivian, which, you know, he's trying to ride off the pickup truck. Right. I'm the founder and CEO of Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo. Right. You're going to write a fucking story about that? Yeah. It's true. Look it up. We got an LLC and everything. I know. Okay? I saw. I saw. Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo is real. And someday somebody's going to write a story about Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo and its CEO, Phil Waters. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's CFO, Suzanne, you know, Cohn. For real. I know. I saw, the, I saw it on Facebook. All of this stuff. All of this stuff. Every Oh, he bought single- a banner. He has a banner. It's yeah, legit. He's got a banner. You see that? All right. It's a banner. It's right. a physical banner. They've come up with a retail price, right? They've mm-hmm. come up with a retail price. They're telling you it's 7800 bucks. It's a modular design. Bop, 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 bop. All this stuff, okay? <laughs> the pack itself uses cells from Ferasis. We know Ferasis. The American Chinese brand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of these things. It has a modular battery, or at least the Photoshop image would tell you it does. All of this stuff, it's a removable point, 4.3 kilowatt battery pack has wheels underneath it so it can be rolled around. I don't care about any of this at all until I see a dozen of them. And I'm going to, I'm going to call Tucker level bullshit until I can see a line of them around a building that we can go ride. I'm going to call this what it is. There were 50 Tuckers. Exactly. Right. Until I can see enough of these that we can go do a fucking ride on them, it's just called vaporware. You know, it, this reminds me of the bike that you were into, that, that aluminum thing with the hole in the middle. So people started to get them. You the sign doors? They're, yeah, they're not getting what they ordered. No, they're not. <laughs> no, right now, right now, don't go to Reddit and type in, like, our Saunders good. Yeah. Because oh. what you're going to find is you're going to find people, again, I bought a smart car when they came to America mm-hmm. and I, I made a deposit and I, I said, I'm buying a smart car. I want to park it sideways at the sidewalk at the, at the curb. I want to park it sideways. I want a turbo diesel three, you know, three cylinder turbo diesel motor in it. I want a B C and D. I want to be able to park two of them next to each other in one parking spot because I drove them in Europe. And then I went to the dealership when the smart car showed up and I walked in and I was like, that's not a smart car. That's an, gasoline motor with a slush box variator transmission that's a foot and a half longer than it's supposed to be and you can't park it sideways at the parking spot anyway no how it doesn't get 75 miles to the gallon anymore it gets 46 miles per gallon on gas i would like my deposit back now because you baited me and then you switched me yep and sondors is all of the above the only positive ish reviews you see are guys that their pride is too big and they're just like I've paid for this bike and I yeah. own it now, so I have to 
just tell myself that it's cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There, there's anybody, there are people that will argue about the fucking beautiful diversity that is a Yugo GV, right? <laughs> they're the best car ever built. No, they're not. Yeah. All right. I think we can all agree to that. And the Sondors thing is exactly if you drank the Kool-Aid. Yep. I'm not here telling you how great cyber trucks are, and I've got a deposit on one. <laughs> the best, the best thing. I, I don't know how I got sucked into this thread because I've never bought a Sondors. I don't even hardly yeah, know what they right, are. Right. But I just got sucked into this thread, and it got to the point where like, so people had put money down like three and a half years ago, right? And all of them have different order numbers. Yeah. And so they're trying to figure out. So that guy got it, and his order number is two one two five. Oh shit! I'm seventeen. Th- oh my god! I'm sixteen thousand in line. Like, and they're flipping the fuck out. All it is is. There are no dealers. So if you are a Sondors participant in the cult of Sondors, then you're getting white glove delivery treatment. And hilariously, all of the people that actually have a Sondors that they can take a picture of and go lick, Mm -hmm. right? Um, (laughs) Right? All of the people have gotten their bike from the exact same guy in the exact same pickup truck. Yeah. So their white glove delivery service is a team of one guy with a pickup truck delivering them to your house and telling you how they work. Sal. Which in a lot of states, that's actually illegal. You can't fucking do that. So some states have rules about how you can. But it's not a motor vehicle. It's an electric bicycle, right? Well, that's another thing is it comes with an MCO. Ah. And so did my kayak (laughs) from Walmart. (laughs) The MCO was printed on the side of the cardboard box. I had to cut it out. Yeah. And I took it into the title bureau and went, I bought a 12 foot long plastic sex toy. That is in the shape of a kayak. And they said that with this piece of cardboard on the side, you would give me a boat title. Right. And they went, yeah, just pay the 37 bucks and shut up, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. And pay the 37 bucks every year and we'll give you a registration. I never did get an actual title. I got a registration. Right. And that's the trick. I know in our state, the only person that can give you a prostate exam is a doctor or a sex worker. Yeah. Right. There are rules. Your rules. You cannot go to the finish line and have them tell you if you have prostate cancer. Right. In the front room. Now, if you want to get a motorcycle <laughs> title, it comes from a dealer. Right. If you walk in with a stack of manufacturer's certificates of origin, all you have proven to the ladies at the title bureau, and yes, they're all ladies, is that this manufacturer has produced this vehicle that is supposed to be acceptable for sale in the United States. It's not a title, guys. A title is a title. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll get lucky, and the person at the title bureau, box of donuts, will give you a title for an MCO for a motorcycle that they don't really want to look up too hard. But most of the time, they look it up, and there's a book. It's actually a book, and it's a blue book or a black book of approved motor vehicles in the United States. And if your bike or car ain't in it, you don't get a title. I can attest to that. When I had the, <laughs> when I had the fucking Grimm, yeah. I had to go to three places. Until Was that I a Tao It was a Tao Tao Grimm. You know, I, I bought it from Mid-Ohio. Yeah. It, it yeah, served yeah, yeah, yeah. its purpose. Was it a Tao Tao Vader? No, no. It was a Tao Tao... Uh, what did they call Hellcat. it? Hellcat. Hellcat, thank Hellcat. you. Hellcat. Right. And I had to go to three title bureaus yep. before they had the updated... like Because they, they'll update the books. I know. I don't know, however many times a year And the whatever. book's not cheap. No. So yeah. that somebody finally... 
Um, Acknowledge the existence of that vehicle in the yeah, American system. and then system. I was able to get a title for exactly. it. But the first two were like, yeah, I don't, can't help you. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Little companies that nobody's ever heard of called Royal Enfield. Yeah. I have sold bikes to people and I have gone into certain title bureaus and gone into a title bureau with a stack of title, you know, applications for title and MCOs as we do. Yeah. And had the people behind the desk look at me dead eyed and be like, there's no such thing as a Royal Enfield motorcycle. I'm like, 1901, bitch. Like, not just, it's been around a while. It's been around longer than any other company ever. Or how about this? Here's another one. Yeah. Which you should, I don't even know if you had to deal with it because you had the bike after me. So when I took my Husky 610 in yep. to get the title transferred, they're oh, like, no. well, where's oh, your MV Agusta, I love sir? this. And I'm like, I don't have an MV Agusta. I have a fucking Husqvarna. <laughs> and they're like, no, according to this, you have an MV Agusta. Because the MCOs for Husqvarnas yeah. in that year came from were distributed. The Husqvarnas were distributed through MV Agusta. Agusta. Yeah. <gasps> oh, you should have taken that title. Well, no, it's still, it, it still no, says, no, says MV Agusta. Agusta on it. Trust it says me. MV Agusta. That is a special limited edition. Yeah. Um, you can buy it from Sleepy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Diano, I had a 1961... Lambretta. Yeah. Lambretta, LI-125, 1961, that I took my original old Ohio title printed on yellow paper that got yellower oh, with age. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, printed on a typing machine that nobody has anymore because the font was, the typeface is amazing. It's very Art Deco. But I took the thing in and I gave it to the lady and she goes, I don't see how it's possible that you can only owe me um, $60 tax on this vehicle. And I said, well, it's, it's, it's what it is. How much did you pay for this? I said, 800 bucks. Yeah. There is no way that you bought a 1961 Lamborghini for $8,800. And I said, ma'am, it's a Lambretta. It's a Lambretta. She goes, no, it's a Lamborghini. And I said, it's a Lambretta. And she goes, no, it's a Lamborghini. I said, it's fucking parked outside. Do you see that red scooter out there? That? That moped? Yeah, it's a moped. Yeah, sure. It's a moped. Yeah, yeah sure. That. Sure. Hurt me. It's a moped. Yeah. It's 800 bucks. It says Lamborghini. No, it says Lambretta. There's no such thing as Lambretta. Oh, I beg to fucking differ. Yeah. Right? Guess what? That's another hill you don't die on. Don't argue with the lady at the title bureau. Because <laughs> it turns out it's like a wasp when they sting you. All the other wasps know to sting you too. Oh, yeah. They got a network. Yeah, your picture goes in some special file somewhere. No, you'll, you'll never get shit. You God won't. forbid if that red pen comes out and they write on your title. Oh, oh fuck yeah. that red pen. Yeah. <laughs> so MCO, I appreciate and approve of your MCO. If you were able to turn your manufacturer's certificate of origin into a goddamn real title, golf clap. Can, I, can, we, can we say something yeah. else real quick here? Go ahead. So Ohio, without talking to anybody or getting approval or doing anything, yeah. decided that... So I have a really nice plastic thing that I've always kept my titles in that fit the old fucking Ohio titles that were about three quarters the size of a sheet of paper. And then you go now and like, you know, you get your new title, you do whatever. Yeah. They're giant fucking bigger than an 11 it's by It's actually five. bigger than an A6 sheet of paper, like yeah. a normal sheet yeah. of paper. It's a blue and white giant. They went from being this adorable little title that you could fold up and put in your pocket in and have all the creases and, and yeah. it kind of fit in your wallet right yeah. if you yeah. fold it the right way. They went from that to a poster the criminal extreme <laughs> of going to the thing that doesn't f- okay guys i'm sure it's a pain in the here's ass here's my you. problem as a dealership yeah right the bitch don't fit in a scanner <laughs> that's what i'm saying 
They hand you a poster. I've gotten fucking concert posters smaller than an Ohio title at this and point. And we went from being a temporary tag that was on a piece of cardboard yeah. that would last through a monsoon. Yeah, to nothing. To now literally being printed on the cheapest paper you can get from Amazon. Yeah. And it, whoever's in charge of the Department of Transportation, the state of Ohio, Bureau of Motor Vehicles, has been having a great COVID. Oh, yeah. They've come up with some kooky shit. I mean, some really kooky shit. Yeah. And again, where people are like, um, you know that temporary tag you put on my bike? Yeah. Um, it, it, it exploded on the way home. I know. I, I know. Why? Because they don't put them on. They used to paint them on cardboard with a holograph and everything else yeah, on it. You can pay extra to have it laminated at the DMV. Oh, there's at a the class DMV. action lawsuit right now. Exactly. Oh, oh. Yeah, at the Ohio. If you've ever yep. paid to have your fucking anything laminated at the Ohio DMV, they were yep. they 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 somehow like completely yeah. overcharged for it. And there's a class action lawsuit. Yeah, and the class them. action's cool because what you do is you get a sticker that says, "I got fucked to the Ohio BMV." If you file the class action lawsuit, oh, better because you might have paid three bucks for the lamination. Yeah. but it's real. They're yeah. they're not allowed to charge you for laminating a state document. Yep, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, you know, I, I, I so might now be, they won't laminate. It. Right, right. Yeah. But I also might be. Well, I think I've proven I'm one of the dumbest people, but. I didn't know that DMVs were privately owned until yes. recently. Yeah. I had no fucking oh, title idea. bureaus are just a office of the county treasurer kind of thing. Yeah. Do you have to get like right. a liquor license? <laughs> um, I think so it's easier to get a liquor Merit's license. Merit's renewing her notary and like getting a notary. We, we joke in the state of Ohio. I thought that would be just like a rubber stamp. Hey! <laughs> it turns out, I mean, we, I've had to do it, so I did my notary thing, but I can't notarize my own signature. So for my notary is worthless here in the shop. Uh, exactly. I get more fun out of my uh, being uh, ordained minister of the Universal Life Church mm-hmm. than I will ever get out of being a notary. But the funny thing is, in our state, where we are right now, it is easier to own brandish and display uh, and conceal any firearm you want right than it is to become a notary oh i'm sure if you want to become a bartender there's a safe serve law you have to get certified there's a don't even try to be a hairdresser or beautician or anything like that that's uh, yeah, years licenses, of work licenses licenses exactly public health public health cdls everything else it is hilarious. All you do as a notary is literally look at a man's driver's license or a woman's driver's license, right? And look at it and go, okay, this document is asking for your signature. The document is hoping that your signature is going to say Harry T. Dickbag. I'm looking at your driver's license. It says Harry T. Dickbag. I would like you to sign there. Harry T. Dickbag. Harry T. Dickbag. <laughs> not H.T. Dickbag the third. Not... Harry Dickbag. Harry T. Dickbag. Oh, Could you do that now? You Great. forgot your middle initial. Give me, give me 350 because yeah. you're going to make a lot of money as a notary. Yeah, I noticed that. Give me a couple of bucks, and now I'm going to stamp it. And that's it. That's it. Yet a notary is required on so many fucking documents that I deal with on a daily basis. Right. And all we're literally saying is that somebody who has been ordained by the state of Ohio looked at it and said, yep, that's your signature. And you know what's awesome? So when you move out to places like where I live, in yep. the middle of fucking nowhere out there, notaries are big. This this lady yeah. 
spent more money than she will ever make being a notary to build her notary sign to put in her front fucking yard. It's fucking six by eight. Nicely crafted wood notary, you know, it is gonna, by appointment only and all it that. It is going to take her a very long time at three bucks a throw right. to get back to the sounds like a husband who's like, she's going to start trying to make money. She's going to try to earn. I'm going to build her a real fancy sign. And or shut her the hell up. Yeah. The kids can yeah. take themselves to school now. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's going to be busy. Real busy. Well, I, I've always enjoyed listening to you guys' conversations about the Ohio system. Oh, yeah. yeah it's fucking brilliant, man. Because it is far cry from the main system it's much much different but we, so what do you when you in Maine when you buy a motorcycle right I go to the town office you go to the town office they smack you with a fish <laughs> <laughs> and then I say I say hi Dan how you been doing you get, scre- you get screeched in yeah right? <laughs> I mean is that what I- yeah you go to the town office and you know I live in a town of 2500 people so I know Diane and Dan first name basis <laughs> I hand them my thing they say hey hey Diano did you forget to register your other motorcycle because I saw you riding it the other day you might want to check it. And they, oh, yeah, they know I got five shit. motorcycles. They know which ones I'm riding. That's amazing. Yep. They did that for me out in Wellington. That was cool. Yeah, yeah Wellington. Because I went in and they're like, well, you know, did you want to renew your Corvette and your motorhome too? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I do need Yeah, that, that DMV yeah. is good. The old, did you get the white haired old lady? The. Well, which one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but they are. They're sweeties. They give you suckers and everything. It's like a bank. I, it's <laughs> like, oh, the right. most enjoyable experience. Yeah, I've ever that one is pretty good. Yeah. That one's good. You know what else sucks about Ohio? I don't know. You can tell me what your state's like. Yeah. So what I traded, originally I traded my uh, Super 10 rate for the FJ09. And the dude I traded was, was Kentucky. He went. He said, hey, we traded. They gave him the title. Said, great. I came to the thing and I said, I traded. They're like, great. That bike's worth 7500 bucks. Exactly. You owe us fucking $9,000. I'm right. like, what? I'm yeah. like, I gave the dude no money. They're like, no. I'm like, he paid taxes on it. Right. I paid taxes on my bike. We just traded. We just fucking handed each right. other bikes. So all my junk is junk. Mm-hmm. So it's so old that I'm not in the system anymore for anything. <laughs> so they take my word at the $50 I paid for the pile of junk that's in the back of the truck that I put back together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and also, you guys always talk about the Vermont. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, it's the same thing in Maine. Any it vehicle is. over twenty years, there's no title. Ha! So what so do you do? Register, Maine, you so say, now we need to know, though. I'm gonna need to get your phone number. I had this whole business planned where I was gonna take Christmas trees in the winter with yeah. a big truck yeah. and haul them down south. Right. Sell the Christmas trees and then fill the truck up with titleless motorcycles, right. untitled bikes, and take them back with me. Oh hell yes! <laughs> so wait, so if, if I got a bike titled in Maine. Can I then transfer that, like the, the you know the Vermont thing? Can I transfer it to Ohio? I've never tried to transfer out of Maine because I've always been in Maine. We got to right. so do this. Know. We got to try this. Here's the problem with Vermont. Yeah, Y'all good. know about Vermont, and yeah. so does the blue hair down at the Title Bureau. Yeah, it's there's been be, there's been memos printed. Yeah, it's so starting to not I bought happen. six bikes from Diano. Yeah, <laughs> this my buddy up in Maine. Just yeah, sold give me him a call. Yeah, give him a call. I mean, I want it like I, I'm going. I always go one step further because when I've done titles of a certain origin mm-hmm. i've actually found using google maps an address and a building that verifies like if, if everybody wanted to look i could say the point of origin of this bike was this address in this place in this street and everything else you should take it to think you know somewhere in whatever state you want there's got to be like phil's barbershop well my <laughs> point my, look all of our politicians forever <clears throat> have owned real estate in this one little building in Delaware, there's this one little building in Delaware that's gotten 50,000 businesses running out of it yeah. for a tax. Cayman Islands. Yeah, right. For thing. a tax shelter. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Okay. 
So why can't same thing? It'd be like, okay, well, you know, uh, you know, Billy's Beef Shack over there. We used to just hang up Biltong and let it dry. Now uh, I own it. And so now, because I own that piece of property, I'm a mainer or a maniac or whatever they call these guys, that now I can just be a resident there and just be like, and I happen to like buying motorcycles, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and Maine is full of, uh, you know, people fly south for the winter. Yeah, so it's like, it's exactly. not unusual to have people in Maine that are there for six months and then they're, they're out again. Exactly. Know? That's the perfect target rich environment. there's a Maine drain where people are, don't, there's not enough people in Maine. They can't keep things running. Oh, yeah, okay. that has changed over COVID a little bit. Has it? Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, we've seen quite a change just in, Real estate prices. So people because people in, so. are coming in, they work remotely, you oh, can yeah. live somewhere beautiful and not have to schlep into work every day. Oh, yeah. The, coming out of the big cities like Boston, New York right. City. They, yeah. They're emptying out into Maine. Oh, and they're buying things that most Mainers would turn their nose up at. Of course. But they'll buy it and they'll just tear it down and build something, you know, $500,000 is there nothing. Is there income tax in Maine? There is income tax, yeah. What about state tax? There is. Okay. So it's not right. one of the... Is there a state up there that doesn't have it, or is that That's New Hampshire? New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Okay. Yeah, 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 right. That's what I was gonna. Yeah. Live free or die. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. right. But they get you on the property tax. That's where they get you. Uh, okay. That's they, they get it all back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No politicians not getting money. That's true. <laughs> I have a beef with property tax. You should be able to pay off your property tax, like right. at a certain point, and be <laughs> like, I okay, I want paid enough. I want to own my right. property outright. Right. Outright. Yeah. So that this property can be my property right. and I, I don't owe anybody for it. Right. So you give me a number. Right. And if I can pay that number, <laughs> we're done. Well, it's a, lot, know, a like, lot of people say that once you're retired, once you're on fixed income, once you're not yeah. earning anymore, that maybe you could stop paying property tax once you're a certain age old. Once how, about, how about veterans? I well, could get behind that know, kind of relief. Yeah, exactly. There's all yeah, kinds right, of shit right, that they could right. do to help people that okay. they don't. Well, they you know? just passed a law in Maine that locks in, if you're over a certain age, yeah. locks in your property tax at its current rate Okay. forever. Yeah, there you go. So as long as you're a resident, you have to prove right. you're a resident. Now right. here you can get $25,000 knocked off your basis if you do the Homestead, Homestead Act. Yeah, we yeah. have that too, yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's still, I mean, you still should, I just think at some point if I paid all... If I paid the house off and I paid some taxes or pay it, give me a number, I should be able to just well, like own my, it and it can never be taken away from me. My, my parents' it. house has been paid off since 1986 and she still fucking has to pay property right. tax every right. goddamn yeah. Well, if you still have to pay somebody for your property, then you don't own it. You're renting it. You're right. So I, I feel like John's giving me the stink eye because I was a politician. I just want to make this clear. I was a, I was a, a city <laughs> I want counselor. you to answer for this. I was not a state politician. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's like. I in want Ohio. answers. <laughs> uh, if your trash doesn't get picked up, you call this guy. That's right. That's right. right. I'm, that's the snow, I'm the plowing the snow the and fixing the, the sidewalk. Yeah, in the potholes <laughs> and all right. that shit. Right. Yeah. I can't I, believe I that. Conneaut, they do not have trash pickup. You must contract your own private contractor. What? Your, I'm like, there's no. Uh, no, no, it, wait. Is there like a group though? You're like, okay, everybody gets BWI and BWI picks up on Tuesdays. There's four or five different places. Now, no, it's really private. They actually have zoning. It's super private. Your trash can only be picked up on a Monday, but you can. But you have like oh. four or five different people you can contract. Oh, you can contract are they like rival trash guys that fight? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't so know. So how much fight. is it a month? Depends it's on who you call. It's actually relatively cheap, though. Yeah, like, I think it call. was 260 bucks a year. Yeah, we can't call anybody. To get a 95-gallon tote picked BWI. up once, once right. a week. How much? 260 a year. Yeah, that's that's nothing. nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's actually probably better. I mean, it's you great. You probably pay 
Yeah. Does that your taxes are probably two hundred and sixty dollars lower because they don't? Own I don't even trash. know what the hell Cleveland's doing with their trash. They got blue barrels and black barrels, and they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, right. They yeah. have no recycling. They have no idea what's going on. No yeah. recycling. No, I think they no unleashed idea. raccoons just to take care of the trash. <laughs> <laughs> They're breeding a new a new breed of <laughs> yeah. special. Yeah, you just put it out there and it just tungsten gets carbide <laughs> raccoon teeth. Yeah. Right? I also take issue with chewing up like, anything. Nobody wants to take paint, tires, or right. yard waste. Yeah. Well, what the fuck are you supposed to do with your paint, tires, and yard waste? Go to Hawaii. Keep them on the You can't get rid of a car. There is no such thing as a junkyard that will give you 50 bucks for your old car. No. When you're driving around Hawaii, you'll be like, shit, car, shit, car, shit, car. Everywhere across Hawaii. Well, no, getting a dead car. Oh, off the island. It has to leave. Yeah. And that's a lot of money. So it's not like I'm going to take can't it. Can't scrap it. Nobody's I'm going to take it to Scrappy's House of Salvage and get not worth bucks it because it. it costs too much for them to no haul it. No bueno, brother. You're going to take it to Scrappy's House of Salvage. You're going to have to spend thirteen hundred bucks to get him to take it away. Wow. So you just kind of like, yo, brother, man, my shit just got stolen. Yeah, cut the pl- cut the vent off, cut yeah. the plates off. I don't know what happened to yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. Like it takes a little while once you get to Hawaii and you start seeing all these cars on corners and shit. They're all just like, but it is also the world's greatest source of spare parts. So if you got a Corolla or a Camry, you're set. Also, they got volcanoes. What the fuck's wrong with them? That seems like a logical thing. We can just trebuchet them right into fucking volcanoes. <laughs> Once a year, you have a big party. And like, <laughs> yeah. If it'll run, you just... Well, I mean, you ever, you ever see that, that one, the, the cliff, yeah, they where they, the they, cliff. they do the cliff and they yeah. shove the cars off? Yeah, 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 they do that yeah. at the volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drone yeah. shots of it, boom, you know? Okay, game game on. That's a yeah. $1,000 ticket just to show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Game on. All right. You I'm know in. the environment. All right. We like to talk. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about... fucking volcano. How are you going to hurt a volcano? You're going to overfill it. Uh, yes. It's full of red hot magma. Yeah, magma. Right. The with molten sharks. core of the earth with sharks with freaking laser <laughs> beams on their fucking heads. Uh, so anyway, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about our friends at uh, wacky fucking Europeans Italjet and their center hub steering oh, yeah. on their wackadoodle fucking sex scooter, right? And that's that thing's just oh god, it's so hot. It's made for people that are four foot six, but besides that, it's really cool. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to have one. Okay. I'm going to pay too much. I'm going to love it, and I'm going to jerk off on it first. So what the 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 head the head to seat clearance, you are going to fuck it quite often. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if I never get to sit on it. If I never get to ride it. If I just get to Doesn't look matter. at it and lick it's it, it's just going to be, be up fine. there with that guy hanging right up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Phil's wall of shit. I bought and don't ride. Okay. <laughs> So your motocampo hasn't moved. Motocampo fucking here. No, I had to clean the spiders off of that. The, the Triumph uh, Tiger Cub. Yeah, not moved. Not moved. No. Right. My uh, my GB five hundred in the front window. Not moved. Uh, you the, know what though? The motocampo. I'll give you credit. At least it's flat. So you've used it as a storage space. Moto which is fucking great. Is an office organizer. You better be careful. That one side of the tank's going to get gray. It is going to get two gray. different colors of black. Yeah, and the 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 Moto Guzzi Cafe Racer, the V seven Racer in the yeah. window. No, 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 no. It's fucking stasis. All right, so anyway, but uh, suspension and steering of the future be damned, my friend. Yeah, yeah. We're kicking it Flintstone style. Piaggio, the minds at Piaggio that brought you business class aviation at its finest <laughs> and Mussolini's survival all through World War II. Right. Um, Piaggio has brought out and reintroduced... The Springer front end. <laughs> wow. I'm not kidding you guys. I can't make this shit up. It's real. 
Uh, those are drawings. Those are actual real patent type drawings for the Piaggio BV400, which we can tell you is a very fucking cool scooter. Oh, good Nothing scooter. wrong with that. But look at this front end system. So this is from the mind of the 1886 syphilis riddled mine of James Watt. That Watt. We all know Watt. Mm-hmm. Watt. He's a guy who made Watts, right? We all know what Watts are. Um, but that was Watt. Watts had been doing this for a long, long time. But Piaggio took this patent from James Watt and appears to be the first time it's been applied to a motorcycle's front suspension setup. Now, I originally I took some serious umbrage with this because I was like, I got a springer on the front of my soft tail. I don't know what you're talking about, right? No, it turns out that a single-sided springer of this design is in fact never been used on a motorcycle before. Mm. It is a Springer, but it is different than a lot of other Springers. You know, so what, I, you know what I noticed, though? What you notice. Um, you know, what you always want on the front of your bike is more parts. Yes. There's this a lot of parts. a lot of parts. And it does have a shock absorber right in the mm. middle of it, but it doesn't have any Farks. Yeah. So there's no Farks, and there is this very sexy radial-mounted fucking caliper I, right I here. I didn't hear what you said about dampening. Yes. So it has that. And it has that because it is literally a, I'm going to use the term carefully again, Springer. So the shock absorber here is going to give you. I see a spring. Yes, exactly. I don't see what's dampening this. That would be the inside of the spring. Yeah, so it's a run-of-the-mill shock absorber. Roger that. So the shock absorber just becomes a it's it's a shock absorber that we all know. But the idea is we get a hell of a lot of travel and we don't get all of these stiction-based problems that are normally associated with tri- traditional telescopic front forks. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. Now it looks to me like it's going to be heavier than fucking shit. So I don't know if they're going to handle that. Or what they're going to do? Unsprung weight. I still don't. Exactly. I still don't get how it works. What is it going on here? Is there something to do with that little bottom piece that's like cantilevered? Well, or something? I mean, or? all springers are also a leading link, right? Exactly. So it's, thank you. You have a link that moves like this. Your right. axle's on this link yep. that can go up and down. Right. Right. And there's a spring that's on. The yeah, link. and that's what the second right. bar moves up here right. to the top of your fork. So the spring is captured between your fork. Right. And the link. I get. I right. get a standard springer operation, but how does this? Because this has two things and the things in the middle, and I don't. It's just a, a different configuration. And remember, the idea of this is that we are now not going to be problem or having the trouble of dive. So this idea of applying the brakes and not having the vehicle immediately change its geometry, we're letting the suspension maintain its dynamic range regardless of how much brake you're applying. So what yep. is figure A or figure B at rest? And which one is compressed? Okay, so the left one is fully extended. Okay. And the right one is compressed. Oh. Right. And so the idea behind this is oh, that okay. you... Oh, okay, so that rotates. You see the angle right. of that Yeah, leg? and it rotates. Yeah. Okay. So okay. when you brake, mm-hmm. instead of... When the pr- when the wheel wants to push back, it's actually can raise... Mm-hmm. It'll raise up. It doesn't... It was, doesn't want to go d- dive down. Right. It, it keeps it from No, now it made, it made sense once I... Okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. And so the basic idea of this, again, remember, we're talking about Piaggio, mm-hmm. the folks that brought you the MP3, the solution <laughs> for the question nobody ever asked. Right. Right? Sometimes they do shit because they can. All right? But the basic idea behind all this stuff But the is, anti-dive thing, I mean, yeah. I have a, a CT90 circa 1967 mm-hmm. 
with the leading linkers. Yeah. And yep. it's it's basically, but the front end goes like this. Boing, boing. Exactly. But I guess it doesn't do that when you're braking. Yep. But it does. It will bounce up. Oh, if you have a Honda Elite 80 scooter yeah. and you're riding it for the first time and nobody's briefed you on it yeah. and you hit the front brakes and the front brake, the, the bike gets taller. But that's because no dampening and it's, it's literally just spring. Right. It's backwards. So when you hit the brakes, the bike actually gets taller. So this is what I'm of the opinion of. And this is, and the part I'm pointing out isn't even the fu- fucking front end. Um, when people apply for these patents and they draw these drawings, they sometimes reveal a little too much. And what I thought was interesting is if you look at the back end of this scooter, the back end of the scooter is a little more interesting than the front of the bike. Because if you look at the back of the machine, uh, come on, go over there. You can see these really, really beautiful um, alloy wheels. Yeah. Right with a lot of little spoky spokes, Lots yeah. of spokes. but you're going to see some spoky spokes in the front, which is normally where the transmission is. Yeah, is that a belt drive or something? I think this might be a belt drive to the rear wheel hmm. and has abandoned the traditional thing of a delta clutch in the back and maybe so more, more like a comet style, akin to um, like the AK 550 where there is no clutch action at the back, no final drive per se. The back is just a pulley. Well, that would be great because that would cut down on your Bingo. Exactly. And that's the part of the drawing that actually gets my attention a little bit more because one of the problems of high-powered or high-velocity high motor scooters is you can give a bike this 50-horsepower engine or 60-horsepower mm. engine or 70-horsepower engine, but as long as the motor and the transmission in the back are all acting as one massive pivot, yeah. it's going to handle fucking weird. Yeah. And you know, you had that BV500. Oh, yeah. And as much as it would go down the road in a straight fucking line arrow, 100 miles per hour, no problem, hand to God. Turning was not what you wanted. Turning was never sexy. And you'd throw that thing over into a corner, and you'd realize it had a hinge in the middle I of it. I was terrified as fuck on that thing, dude. Bingo. Like, I was like, this is the greatest scooter ever. I love this scooter. This is my favorite scooter as I was going down the highway. And then you try to heel it over. Yeah, and then I went to, like, some twisty roads, and I'm like, this does not want to turn at all. So you say, basically, it's like an old ocean freighter. You would say, I would like to dial up a turn now. It feels like... I like you would leave with 36 PSI yep. and I would swear it was at eight. Yeah. Like that's it, the feeling. Yeah, it, yeah. So when you're trying to drive a high powered scooter that has the traditional transmission motor, all as one unit with a pivot in the middle. Mm-hmm. So every time you hit a bump, the back tire goes up and the piston goes down. Yeah. It's, it's a big fucking hinge. And when you try to ride those aggressively and you try to go through a corner, God forbid if there's a bump in the middle of the corner because the bike's whole geometry changes a fucking lot. And it's terrifying. And then when I started driving the Kimco AK550, which has the motor in the middle like a proper motorcycle Mm -hmm. would have, and then it just has a single belt that goes out to the back tire like a Harley-Davidson or any other belt drive motorcycle in the world, that back tire goes up and down, but the motor stays perfectly stationary. I noticed that when we rode Chris Franklin's. Yep. Um, he let us all take it down the road. Yep. It felt like a motorcycle. It does. It didn't feel we like missed a you at Mid Ohio, Chris Franklin. Chris yeah. Franklin. Yeah, it's been time to have He's invite been, him back. I was back thinking again. of him earlier when I was something like, "Oh, look at the mics." Chris got us those mics. Chris I know, Chris. and he hasn't been here for a while. Well, you Chris. know, we need to invite him back because yeah. he's not going to show up uninvited. He's a yeah. gentleman. Yeah, he is. Right. Yeah, well, we'll have to send it. I'll take that <laughs> compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. 
but we love. Anyway, I just thought that'd be interesting because it's not so I've much. I've been called many things, but gentleman's never been one. Gentleman. So again, I thought the drawing was good. It's not so much that I give a shit about the front end because that is interesting and weird. But what it is going to do is it's going to make really hard to put this bike in your wheel chocks. Yeah. So if you try to load this thing into your set of wheel chocks you got in the back of your trailer or the back of your pickup truck, this thing is going to give you eight shades of fucking pain. And if any of that shit's adjustable, people are going to fucking screw themselves into trees. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. There's an, and I've had a couple of those motorcycles that have the center hub steering. Yeah. And that is like... There should be a big sign on the side that says no user serviceable parts inside because you're just like, I'm going to stiffen my suspension. And you'd move one screw an eighth of a turn. And now you're like, it won't turn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fair enough. So I thought that was fun. Just Piaggio. Piaggio brings back an idea from the 1800s. Yay. (laughs) But I do love the look of this giant radial caliper on there. That looks pretty sexy. Three piston it looks like. Triple piston Brembo by the looks of it. I, I know that. I know the stink of that thing. That thing's good. <laughs> That's going to stop you in negative distances. Yeah. Yeah. That'll stop on a dime and give you seven cents change. So I like that one. That's, that's Crumble sexy. That, whole four. that is sexy. Sexy, oh, sexy, sexy. Funny. Okay. Here's the last one. Last one that I give a shit about. Ooh. No, fuck you. Cycle world magazine. This is where I have to draw the letter in the line in the sand. This whole article is a leak of a story that's about to be launched as soon as our zero dealers go to the zero dealer meeting in a couple of weeks. Didn't you have this and sold it to cops? Yes. So it's But not- hold on. Okay. Hold on. We're about to see a divergence in the universe between news, journalism, and sheer fucking fantasy. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Those of you who are aware of zero electric motorcycles will take a look at this image and will immediately look at this image and go, that is a zero DSR black forest edition Yeah. in the very fetching German only digital camouflage. He's your mind fury. I can't do okay? it. Okay. The Steve. Germans, the Germans, the Germans. Yeah. So, that's a bike we all know. That's a bike, hello, a lot of us have ridden. It's got the crash bars. It's got the, the typical zero frame that we've seen on the older generation zero bikes. There's a very attractive uh, park ranger riding around on one of those somewhere. Ooh, Sergeant Sarah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I digress. Should kick my ass. Okay. Now, what they're talking about here, they're it's this game where it's like, I'm going to talk about this, but I'm going to keep showing you that because mm-hmm. I don't have any pictures about this to corroborate my story. Right. I have no facts. So I'm going to give you images that if you don't look too carefully, you might construe them as being facts. Yep. Okay, Cycle World, here's a little tip from your Uncle Phil. You publish shit like this and dumb fucks take this picture and call this picture the new Zero DSRX. Because dumb fucks don't read the fine print. You can't have an article without a picture. Thank you. Right. Because I have a short attention span. I need to be stimulated by all my orifices. Okay. The new DSRX may bear some resemblance to Zero's DSR Black Forest shown here, but it will be an all new model. And I may bear some res- resemblance to Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. You both have hair. Fair enough. I thought that when I walked in. <laughs> you know what gives it away you both have two eyes he sounds bigger on the internet right okay <laughs> fair enough but here's the thing 
Zero has had a new powertrain. Zero has had a new frame. Zero has had an, a bunch of new shit. They really have. I've ridden them all. SRF, SRS, SR, right? And they have new frames that have a new motor, and they're much, 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 much better mm-hmm. than this picture would lead you to believe. So, so they're doing a disservice. Because they zero. didn't want to wait nine fucking days to get the actual real photos at the real launch of the real motorcycle. But they might not be first then. Exactly. Right, right, right. It's better to give bad news early than accurate news on time. Well, especially with a website, because then nine days from now, they can just add that little thing at the bottom, Mm -hmm. like, this this article's been updated. Exactly. Fucking exactly. So... This is this thing. The DSR, the DSRX name sounds like a simple revision of the existing DSR. Okay. I argued that there should have been the SRF, the first Street Fighter awesome, sexy, you know, apocalypse so that we do. I have a question. Yeah. Dolphin Gray. Does the X stand for what like a CBR 500X stands yeah. for? Yeah, adventure. It's supposed to be more. Yeah, adventure. Adventure. More. Yeah, more adventure. So look, there are things that exist that are this right can we, can we let me just can, can i say something here though oh please do i love electric bikes yeah i've ridden them i think right. they're amazing i'm not an electric bike hater i am a slight adventure riding enthusiast right. i mean more of a street slash sometimes fire road adventure riding yeah, yeah yeah but if you're really an adventure rider the whole point is to get lost in the forest where there's no electricity and or phone lines and things like that Exactly. So what the fuck are you going to do with a, an electric adventure bike to get lost in Alaska? Where well, there's, there's no solar order? panels on all those boxes. Oh, oh yeah. That'll, let it sit out. Yeah. If you had enough solar panels to cover an 18-wheeler, it would take a week and a half to charge zero. Yeah. Can I right? interest you in a hybrid ninja? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> set, up, set up camp, and uh, you know, well a week, week from well now, done. we can go home. Yeah. We know yeah. they exist, God damn it, right? And so that's really what it is. All you need do... Right. All you need do is to do, and I'm not going to open this up as the fucking Google. I'm not going to open this up in, uh, in uh, what you call it, in oh, YouTube. We should try to play one of our own videos and see if they <gasps> fucking demonetize oh us for God. our own fucking video. Honestly, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, not for nothing, but this is the Zero SRF. That's a yeah, beautiful bike. That's a Zero SRF in Dolphin Safe Blue. I love right? it. And uh, it has TKC 80s on it because all the best things in the world do. And all you wow. would need to do, and in a week my statement is going to make more sense to you, all you need to do is put slightly taller suspension on this, right. and then you will have the current Zero cutting-edge technology with the current Zero motor and the current Zero batteries and suspension that would give you the ability to put the word X on it yep. and not be an asshole. Don't show them a picture of this. Yeah, that Show them a picture of that, yeah. right? Because this is closer to what the soup is, right? Apocalypso is that idea. It's knobby tires on a bike with 144 foot-pounds of torque. It's a giant fuck you to, you know, Mad Max Road Warrior mentality right. because it is a big fucking battery. You would not get kicked out if you went to Wasteland with that. No, of course not. Yeah. Right, of course. That I mean, that's the idea. And that's why when I put Apocalypso together, the idea was to have something that was didn't look like any other motorcycle, wouldn't get confused with a Yamaha or Kawasaki or Ducati, 
and also had giant fuck off knobbies on it. And then the byproduct was the video where I shot this bike going from zero to 60 and zero to a hundred and everything else with those giant fucking knobbies and the computer, the Bosch motorcycle stability control system going, yes, this is knobbies. That's not a problem. I'll just, I'll change it a little bit and it will still go from zero to 60 to (laughs) 2.9 seconds. What's the fucking problem? Are you still letting your Gerhardt? uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And we proved with video and, and things that the motorcycle detected the tires as just a slightly modified grip and then just did things the same. Yeah. And we still ended up with a zero to 60 time on TKC eighties. That was the same as on Pirelli Rosa fucking courses, you know? Okay. That's a brilliant motorcycle. Mm -hmm. That means that your motorcycle can go as quickly from here to the point of impact with (laughs) these tires as it can with those tires. And that's okay. Yeah. Because that's why we buy technology. But if you're going to do that, cycle world, and you're going to report on something, cycle world, don't tell me about the new VacuSuck 3000 and keep showing me pictures of the VacuSuck 1000 right. or somebody else's HyperSuck 200 <laughs> because that's just shitty journalism yeah. because the internet works this way. Cycle world says it today and 93 other blogger fuck dicks Post it out as news the next day. Yep. And by the time it get back, gets back here to my shop, in the brain bucket of John T. Consumer, the story's been fucked up. And they think that that's what this is. Right. But this is a bike you could have bought three years ago. Yep. There's nothing new about that. Then they put a picture in that's what? It's the side of the SRF. Right. You fuck nuts. They're just throwing, they did, the guy was just like zero, put zero stuff in it. Exactly. Look, there's news. We don't have all the facts yet, so just print words. So just type words. Everything on here is bullshit. I'm sorry. You want to show me you're a journalist? Show up at the goddamn zero dealer meeting. When they launch the data to all the dealers and the press, you will know about it. Don't do this shit. You know what this is? Podcasts are for this. This is why podcasts exist. That's probably why they don't have a print version of Cycle World anymore. I'm I'm just, one of these things is, that's so fucking annoying, is everybody wants to be first, but nobody wants to be factual. Well, that sucks, because now whenever Piper's like, hey, I got to sell magazines, I can't be like, well, I'll take the Cycle World. (laughs) You'll get the Mother's Daily. Yeah, (laughs) right. Uh, oh, all of us can probably buy the AARP magazine at this point. I'm so. waiting for Peg Life. No, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy until we get Peg Life. Oh. So that's that. You got Peg Wife. <laughs> you do have Peg Wife. Uh, Why did you marry a woman named Peg? I didn't know about all that. You didn't know. You just didn't know. You just didn't know. Yeah, and that's why. And that's why I'll never. I'll never ever commit to old Bukaki. So she's she's got no chance. I'm not going to marry that woman. But the. Uh, with the motorcycle thing in general, as we're moving into more electric bikes, it is that that game of I have gone somewhere when I have exceeded my ability to recharge my motorcycle. You, uh, you have to put the manscaper uh, and mount it <laughs> right below the beaver management sign. <laughs> Hang it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, 
Bureau of Land Management and be damned. <laughs> we, I mean, we started a fucking joke and I was like, hey, you know, uh, what did we say? We're going to charge 20 bucks for something. Or a beaver pelt. Or yeah. a beaver pelt. I don't care how, how you met pay. Nick. For my Canadian friends, pay by beaver pelt. Yeah. And Nick showed up with a beaver pelt. Right. So now. Wait, not only did he just, he didn't buy a, a made beaver pelt. He bought a skinned beaver that yeah. he actually tanned himself. <laughs> Almost. Oh, nice. That thing's got that's thing, that thing's got an ode a nose to it. <laughs> you do not want to hold that against your body anywhere. Gotcha. Right. So you're saying you can eat all eat all you wish. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Diano, if you would, yeah, yeah. This doesn't look like that's real. I was going to say this doesn't look real. like Etsy. It looks like you borrowed it from a tree or something. This actually does look like some Department of Inland Fisheries and Game. I may or may not work for a state agency that deals with wildlife. For real? Yeah. Okay. So this was hidden in in one of my storage areas and been left over since at least the seventies because the name of the agency has changed. It's changed. Yeah. Right, right. So, but that is real. That's real. That's a 40, at least 45 years old. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty badass. Man. And I do love the fact that with absolutely no smirk or sense of humor at Nothing. all, no, at all, mm. they're just straight up saying these fucking beavers have gotten out of control, man. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the beavers in this place? Yeah. This is 1970s hustler magazine beaver out of control beaver. And you need to manage that. And we got to manage that. <laughs> and this area is managed for wildlife through the cooperation of the landowner and the wildlife division. It takes multiple agencies to manage those beavers. <laughs> and we need some help from the beavers, the, the, the landlord of the beaver. So who are right. they telling? So if they have two agencies working on these beavers, who do they have to tell about this? <laughs> well, thing? that's okay. So when you handed me the sign, okay. Every sign that's ever been printed, I have a rule. <laughs> and the rule is once you read the sign, yeah. then you're supposed to say, oh, and <laughs> like a sign is a call to action. Mm -hmm. A sign is an alert. I was in the military. We had signs that said mines. If you've ever seen a sign that says mines, yeah, you know not to go there when you're out walking in the woods you do i didn't notice that he said it but yeah like i see that sign but i have no idea what i'm supposed to do now right <laughs> so should i watch them are they cute i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i cannot speak for what was going on in 1975 i right. feel like this sign is warning you <laughs> okay that right. i mean if you want me to go i mean literally that their beavers are being managed in this area which means you might find a beaver in a trap Okay. Yeah, or right. a beaver right. being right. beaten to death. Okay. So again, beaver management area. State of Maine, check. We know where we are. Yeah, Thank you for yeah. letting me know. We're in the state of Maine. That we're in the state of Maine. Yeah. I wasn't sure. It could have been. You know what? That would be helpful, though, if you were on the border. Okay. Like if you're close right. to if the If you've breeze. wandered over yeah. into Maine yeah. accidentally. Right. If you want to trap a beaver, here's where Giving you credit to the source, Inland Fisheries and Game. So mm -hmm. now we know who the culprit is. Right. And beaver management area. Again, my mind goes many places. Yeah. I'm because not... one, I've managed many things in my life. <laughs> right. I've been accused of hurting cats. Right. But beaver management, there's a lot there. If yeah. you replace beaver with deer, we would kind of understand what's happening. Deer management area. To the deer. Right. <laughs> yeah. We know that in our world, when you say deer management area, 
It's not good for the deer. No. Right? It's very rarely good for the deer. The deer didn't ask to be managed. Nope. Right. <laughs> They're going to get all the management they can fucking take, though. 30-odd six at a time. Yeah. Right? And then it says, again, beaver management area. Now, if I'm a hiker and I see this sign, I've got mixed emotions because I'm really not sure what I'm supposed to do. And a sign, a sign is meant to alter your behavior. Hey, babe, is, are you, is your beaver unmanageable? Because we can't go in this area. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and there's a rule on signs. So if you see any of those signs, yeah. right, you never want to see We're, the back. I'm not sure I want my beaver under management. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was the 70s, John. If you see <laughs> any of these signs and you're not looking at the front of it, yeah. you got a problem. Yeah, that's bad. Okay. And that's just a little hint from your Uncle Phil. If you ever see a blank sign out in the middle of somewhere, and you go look around the front side of that sign, and it says mines, get on the front side of that sign real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? But you're, this, you're on the other hand... You're lucky to be there. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. If you see a sign, and it says... Because this has been my argument with these particular signs, or buried ordinance, or unexploded ordinance, or you know, former live fire range, or all these things... I appreciate the sign when there's a fence near it, but when there's no fence near it, yeah. you're fucking with me, aren't you? Yeah. Like, okay. am I in it? Am I going to be in it? Like, Game what? on. Yeah. Right. right? And so a Zip sign up. like that could mean it's your ass, right? Look at the one next to it, though. They're like, let's let's do a little trendy thing with the sneaker and all this stuff. Because you know, Chuck Taylor's. Yeah, on, yeah, Chuck Taylor. I will always refer back to the signs in the Australian zoos over the pits that contain like alligators and crocodiles and shit. And they just have a picture of a crocodile, like, you know, a, a, you know, a little identograph yeah. of a crocodile that says, don't worry, the fall won't kill you. Uh, uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, right. It's like, so like the one with the, with the cougars where it says, I can pee 15 feet. If you can read this, you're standing 12 feet away. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Free, this, beer, free beer tomorrow. But this fucking sign, unless you're a beaver, this sign means fuck all. Right. Right? And I have never seen one in the wild. Ah, there you go. So I'm sure they were out there. But I love the sign. Oh, it's a concept. It's like a concept car. It's a it's concept, a concept sign. sign. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is a prototype sign. They it's had meetings there. about this. There was a guy standing in front of eight <laughs> other guys going like, I think this is what we need to start putting up. And the other guys were like, fuck you. It doesn't make any sense. It's like the lady who came into our police department and said, you guys need to move the deer crossing signs because I don't want the deer crossing at the edge of that street anymore. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you really don't understand deer <laughs> and she goes no i just don't understand why the deer have to cross there why can't you move the sign down to the other end of the street it'd be a lot safer if they cross down there i sent peggy a picture uh, a marketplace of a yeah. car i'm like look piper's first car she's like oh it only has 1200 miles on it i'm like I look at it and it says mileage is one, two, three, four. Oh yeah, 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 I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it has exactly one thousand two hundred and thirty-four <laughs> miles on it. God like, damn I'm it! Like, oh, That's why it's two hundred and seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, again, amazing fucking sign. There you go. Brilliant sign. Thank you Wall very art. much. It's badass. Yeah, that and is again, a good one. That is I a do good feel one. like with Manscape around, we do know that <laughs> this I mean, is a beaver is there any management other place area that go besides Manscaped. the bathroom. 
It's going on that wall right there, in case you didn't know. With so the, that's my wall of shame. I got the number 19 from the Isle of Man oh, up yeah. there. I got my hearse fest from my, 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 my very first ever hearse uh, rally. I, I got all my cool shit up there. And so we're going to put it right there. because. And if somebody comes in and they're offended by that, it's the real deal. It's a, Yeah, it's an early warning system for you, too. It is you may not want to do business with <laughs> I'm offended by that sign. Oh, then you're never going to make it through the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is part of this. Uh, you will, if you work here, Sleepy can tell you when he did his volunteer stint here, that people will come in and people will have that like, so uh, I didn't know how to say this, but like, I listened to the podcast. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> shit. Sorry. Okay, our relationship dynamic just changed. Yeah. All right. Because, yeah, we are a functioning operational business that also has had a podcast with the same name. I thought that was a good idea in retrospect. Not so much. I also thought going on people's court was a good idea. So it just proves I am prone to fucked up bad ideas. You know, you know what I experienced that was pretty fucking cool, actually? Mm -hmm. It was a dude and a lady walked in, older couple. And the guy obviously listened to the podcast somewhere where she could hear it. And so I was back here talking and she went from being happy to giving me the stare of like, oh, Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. you said that thing that I heard. We've had, we've had days. Yeah. We've had, we've had days here. Nice. We've had days that were, were good days and we've had days that were bad days. Mm -hmm. I, I get that. I do. I do totally get that. But the consistent theme has always been, it's just bullshit jackassery. We sit around and talk about dumb shit. If you've got something weird you want to talk about, just fucking talk about it. Most of what I say is very important. It is important, John. It's very, very important. People really do glean a lot from your, your data. It, saying, I, mean, I have used John's tips when working. Oh, I, I need to rephrase that. <laughs> just, just so I've, I've used John's suggestions while working on some of my old Hondas. So yeah, very, very right. So. Yeah. What do you got going now? What you, you got the CL, right? Oh yeah, well I've got a I've got the smorgasbord of '70s Hondas, so the CL90, CB350, CL360, sorry John, um, <laughs> CB750. I had one. Yeah, I we've been through that one. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then I've got the Airhead BMW too. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a very funny thing that when you look at the cross section of what we all tend to gravitate towards, it's very funny because if we had a, a Cleveland Moto Hall of Fame. And we only put bikes on the wall if more than one member of the group owned it. Well, it'd be all the same bikes. Or, it, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of hilarious, mm. but CB350s would be on there. And that could be any one of them. I mean, honestly, you know, you take your pick. But they'd be on there. Airhead BMWs, they'd be on the wall. Mm. Um, you know, inline four-cylinder 750 Hondas, they'd be on the wall. It's a very funny thing, but we would end up with a probably seven or eight motorcycles yeah. if we took a consensus. And it was like you had to well, each you could put scooters up there too. And I know five or six. Believe me, Stella's P, you know, P series Vespas, yeah, yeah. and that goes up on the wall. But it is funny because then you'd walk in here and you'd see the wall, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay, all right, we understand where we are," mm -hmm. because uh, Harley Davidson you know, police king, you know, uh, road king police model, that's not going on the wall. Only one person has one. Right. So we cannot be judged by that bike, <laughs> right? And, you know, there's a lot of other bikes that we have